The views and opinions expressed on Red Planet are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of Red Planet nor any affiliated or related entities. This podcast is provided for educational purposes only. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Red Planet. This week, activist researcher and reporter Maya arsen Crimeu returns to tell us about their current campaign against the scummy industry of stalkerware. Plus, women in Arizona prisons are protesting literally hellish conditions, homophobic slurs become criminal in Brazil, and Luis Rubiales of the Spanish Football Federation seems like a real creep. But first, be warned, men of God are watching. So a, a a what kind of priest is watching the show? Oh, um, a Greek Orthodox Christian priest from Greece. Oh. Um, yeah, so I was talking to him the other day um, because I'm going to be a godmother. And so I will be being a... Because I'm Greek and raised Greek Orthodox Christian. So um, presumably I'm forever and ever Greek Orthodox Christian, no matter really what. And so um, I was meeting with the priests and we are going over the entire ritual and we were having this like really long, like three hour conversation, which inevitably left, you know, like led to me talking about my Twitch channel. And then he asked me, what's the name of it? And I can't lie, <laughs> make up a name. Like, <laughs> not I'm not good priest. at lying. Not to a priest either. Yeah, no, In the absolutely. house of God, God right is watching. God was watching. God and will so kill I, you then and there. And exactly. And so I told him the name. And so he said he was going to. He's like, oh, I'll take a look or how my and I'll have my daughters take a look. So I'm having potentially a lot of very unprepared eyes potentially on my on my whore stream, my my communist whore stream. So, yeah, the first we'll thing see. that they tune in on is just like you just talking about like the expo- exportation of labor to the global south. or something. Yeah. Like, also, while I'm in a bikini in a kiddie pool <laughs> <laughs> and like bouncing on a, a bouncing on an inflatable seal. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was uh, that was yesterday, actually, for me. Mm. I took yesterday off from stream and had to do all this godmothering stuff. And so the baptism will be in a week and I'll be I'll, I'll be officially closer to God. That's okay. good. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, you know what else? Uh, welcome to Red Planet. Uh, it's a show about <laughs> yeah. based stuff and based people who do based stuff and uh, how how the, how, the, how, the, how capitalism isn't working. Um, I've had like three Monster Energies and and four coffees today, and I'm I'm just I'm not going to be able to say any of my words good. Um, so I'm going to try and do some deep breathing while I ask Tim what was the most based thing you did this week. I was literally just trying to fill out that section in our notes because I just, I, everybody, I woke up real late this morning and got on the Zoom call, like, <laughs> very, oh, very late. Sleepy Tim. So I am a sleepy Tim. I'm, oh. um, yeah, yeah, I'm wearing pajama pants, even. Oh, That's where I'm at right now. cozy, <laughs> cozy, sleepy Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was trying to think about it. I, um. Based and sleepy pilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly uh, what the most base thing I did this week was. I was working pretty solidly all week. Um, 
it's really yeah it's kind of hard I mean it's obviously it's hard to single something out but because mm-hmm. I just operate at such a high yeah base, perpetually line. a base level but, right know, like the most base thing I did this week was you know like it's it's really hard to pick but um maybe being no, such honestly, a, a snuggle bug in a rug maybe that's <laughs> the most base thing you've been doing this I think week. It, I legitimately think it actually it is um so I may have to um I may have to use my my Red Planet host veto on my <laughs> and um and pass it over to uh to Kira. What were you what did you do this week that was extremely based? Well, other than uh, infiltrating the Greek Orthodox archdiocese. <laughs> um um so yeah, two things I guess they're they're not like ultra based but they're just fun um so i made a i've been into cake baking i've I've taken up the hobby of baking cakes i finally have a hobby it's been so long since i've had a hobby so that's awesome and so i've been really yeah i've been really into it and um one of the things i one of the base things i did was i made a birthday cake for my sister's kid who is gendered a boy but i'm not into I'm really not into gendering kids according to their genitals. I think it's weird. True. It's I, I, I it always weirds me out too when people insist that they're for trans like cis people insist they're for trans rights, but then they proceed to just gender kids by genitals. You know. Anyways, um so I made I made uh her kid a blue cake for the night inside. I filled it with the trans flag colors, which I thought was fun. Um so it was a sneaky surprise for all my probably pretty conservative um people at the party because everyone in my periphery in this city that i moved to seems to be quite conservative um so that was fun and then also um i baited people to my stream in a bikini so i've been doing these like bimbo streams lately where my brain's just not working and i don't feel like having it work so i wear like this little bikini and got people to watch me. And then I opened the communist manifesto and we started reading it. And a bunch of people were like, maybe I should become a communist, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that they're actually ever going to follow through with it. But that was my little, my little attempt at, you know, propaganda. So that was me. But so what base thing did you do? Yes, this week? Oh, um, had a kind of crazy week, honestly. I've been really busy getting ready for something very based next week. Uh, because Nat and I, uh, but sadly not Mule, um, uh, we're going to go to France and, uh, do a little Red Planet project in France, uh, from tomorrow, actually. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, we're meeting up with, so we're going to the land of the based, uh, the land of the, of the guillotine and the mm-hmm. riot to learn all about why they so based and, uh, maybe do some land reporting the, on them. Uh, the bourgeois revolutions, you mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to cut off Amazon's power? Are you going to uh, are going to push over it. some some cops? Okay, cuz don't do those things. I we will all be very disappointed. The Red right Planet team and all of the audience right now. Red Planet be- answers Red Planet what ba- most based answers have a, a particular range from like I took care of myself like I'm <laughs> I'm in my I'm in my pajama pants right now. <laughs> to, I can't talk about it. This is always the range that they sit between. So, I know, like, we like- have these two represented this week. I feel like for me, it's like, oh, I can't talk about it because I can't talk about it, or I can't talk about it because there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> it's like <laughs> nothing in between. But um, I also don't like. Um, I don't know. We 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 don't we don't hold productivity to be particularly based here on Red Planet. But I had a, a productive week for like my personal 
things that I wanted to get done, I finished writing and then uh, for today filming a, a, a video essay about AI um, and like the weird cults around it of people who believe that they're like right about to invent uh, a fully conscious AI. So like I've been trying to get that ready before we go away. Um, yeah. So I mean like busy week this week and then like we're going to be chilling in France doing redacted and and uh and uh re- removed for legal reasons uh next week so yeah uh but but mule what about you what do you what was the most based thing you did this week well i've not really done much based stuff either so don't feel bad tim um <laughs> i'm literally like you know um yeah it hit me pretty hard that that my passport expired um and i can't go to france so um yeah i've been i've been i, mean, I I've hope been... you can i hope it turns <laughs> around all of a sudden but... we've sent i've sent it off i've sent off my passport to get renewed so you know fingers crossed i need every every red planet listener chat member to have all the fingies crossed cross, cross it all. send him your power yeah Pray. lend me your power lend me your power pray like you're a greek orthodox christian i'm sending it now mule you Thanks, can make so. the spirit bomb. Thanks. What's the spirit bomb thing again? I can't remember. It doesn't I matter. Don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, no, it is. He's just like that, isn't he? Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So, but um, I have been getting, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show uh, last week, but I have been getting big into meditating and I've been doing that more and more because I've not been able to uh, go to the gym due to my uh, post-viral fatigue. Um, so I've been trying to train the mind instead and it's been really really good um you know i would never sit here and say that like meditation is great and it's going to fix your mental health problems and shit like that because lord knows it hasn't fixed mine um but it's certainly made um things a lot easier to deal with and i think like it does give you like a very nice sense of calm um and and it definitely helps me like deal with things like learning about like the the awful news that we hear about the climate and, and climate catastrophes that are going on and um uh stuff like that so yeah i think i think just like keeping on top of that i I basically meditated every week for about half an hour a day um which i think is pretty good and wow um, that's amazing actually a half an hour every day yeah yeah yeah. that's incredible yeah yeah. Yeah. i mean i mean it's not like i'm not like the whole time i'm not sitting there like levitating like i don't do you know what I mean? It's, it's, he it's, only it's, levitates for a few seconds each time. It's just, it's just a little. It's just a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm in training. I'm in training. Uh, I, half an hour a day is how much time I was supposed to be uh, spending learning French uh, for this trip, <laughs> and uh, I did. I did 20 minutes on the first day. <laughs> um, I am just seeing someone in chat reminding me that I did do. This is exactly what happened last week. I said that I didn't do anything based, and then I remembered. I had done something based and the chatter in the Twitch chat is, is absolutely correct. Thank you. MBND. Uh, we did. I forced my Twitch chat to send some emails to Sarah Jane Baker, um, on Monday's stream and, um, just basically did it along with everybody. So yeah, I did that as well. Like basically Monday just kind of asked people to sort of like, you know, put themselves in the shoes of, uh, you know, what she's going through. Um, the fact that she's been arrested for like literally no reason and that, you know, she's being held on remand and, there's every chance that they they want to like really like keep her in there for as long as fucking possible because this is just it's just vile you know what i mean we did a whole big prison abolition stream where like um we checked out uh, uh the prisoner solidarity network's youtube channel who we've had on red planet before um so we were checking out john uh speaking to a bunch of people and 
Really funny thing, actually. You know how we asked Anita, Sophie? We asked Anita if she'd heard of the Prisoner Solidarity Network. She was in one of their videos, so she definitely has. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> it was really funny. They were outside this one uh, prison in London somewhere, like, doing a protest, and I, we just saw Anita in the background. It was like, there she is! Amazing! Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a good stream, and I think I, think I educated a bunch of people who have been in my community for a while, but don't quite understand like how radical my politics are, I guess. Um, and just explaining to him just about like the idea of prisons, like how much they don't actually keep us safe. Uh, how much like, you know, I think, I think the, the big, the best way that you can explain to leftists if they care about women. So like big, butt there, like big, if, um, about prison abolition is by explaining to him that like only 1% of rapes is ever like, convicted do you know what i mean so like you know oh you, you want to sit here and say that like oh we gotta we gotta have prisons to, to keep all the rapists in no they're all out there 99 percent of them right. are just fucking exactly. out there so exactly anyway the, the system is beyond a hysterical point of yeah. failure yeah yeah so yeah. well luckily all me. leftists care about women so that's, it, you know, that's true. gonna go really well i can't imagine that there are any any leftists who hate women i know what a silly you wouldn't even really be a leftist would you if, i you, certainly wouldn't count what no, no. <laughs> anyway, um, we are doing a show, and that's the end of my bit where I say that the I've done the most base thing this week. But we want to know some base things that you've been doing as well. You can message us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, or send an email to based at redplanetshow.com. Include your name and pronouns if you're cool with that, and we may shout it out in a later episode. So... Think about that, and I can't believe I've just done that because now I have to segue into me talking about the news. Uh, I, so it, it's going to sound a little a little <laughs> clunky, but uh, Mule, do you have uh, something to talk to us about Brazil? Yes, Mule, I do. Um, so, <laughs> so you're so funny, Mule. You're uh, you're really funny. Nah, I just want to let you know you're making me you make me laugh. You're very you're wonderful. Just funny. I'm glad we're friends. I needed that today, honestly. Uh, thank you. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to tell you about this news story now. So in Brazil, uh, homophobic hate speech is now illegal. It's illegal to be homophobic. It's very, very good. It's very, very based. Uh, so basically Lula's administration um, is now sort of like, uh, you know, basically, I think I think I think they're the people who sort of put this forward. Uh, but basically, there was a nine to one ruling issued on Tuesday in Brazil's Supreme Federal Court uh, determined that the uh, country's existing federal hate crime law uh, also protects individual LGBTQ plus people. And so homophobic hate speech is now punishable by a prison sentence in Brazil. Um, and uh, although a 2019 ruling found that homophobic hate, spe- hate speech... Uh, hate speech like racism in brazil was a crime that decision applied to the lgbtq plus community as a whole not to slurs against individual people uh the brazilian advocacy organization abglt argued that those protections were not adequate and the court agreed so it was a combination of the abglt and uh i guess uh people in the court various lobbying groups and stuff like that it's always going to come from activism do you know what i mean um but the ruling means that people who violate the law could be subject to a prison sentence of anywhere from two to five years. Lamau, the person who wrote this <laughs> news story, is added me. on the end. Thank I you, wrote that. Kira. Yeah, I thought um, it was funny. 
Elon Musk is pissing and shitting and, and coming when he, when, and not in the good way, in like the upset way. I believe that's sending people to the Lulag for free speech. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The Lulag. I love the Lulag. I love the Lulag. <laughs> so, uh, the next story is, um, I, I don't know. We don't have a, we don't have a Tim, uh, story sort of like flagged here. Tim, are you going to tell us about this yeah, one? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll take the um, the the next one. So, woman in Arizona prison rise up against overheated cells. Um, overheated cells is actually something that you hear a lot about in um, in really bad prison conditions. It's um, something that actually led to the um, protests at Waikaria Prison here a couple years back. That was like a mm-hmm. giant thing. It was all over the news and stuff. Um, well, that it was that and a whole bunch of other things, but um, yeah, but it's it's one of those things, you know. People are like cooped up in these like cells all the time, and in hot places, they can get like incredibly hot. It's an issue that comes up so often that you would think that you know that there would be some, you know, it would be addressed kind of like industry wide, but you know, obviously, there's bigger problem. There's bigger problems with prisons that prevent them from wanting to actually address these things. So an organizer for the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, Cara Williams, um, started getting emails about heat complaints from women in the prison that the Lumley unit um, had been put in on lockdown after a fight had broken out and that temperatures inside the cells were over 90 degrees. So as these units don't have air conditioning, some women asked to have temperatures checked in their cells, claiming they should not be forced into them when temperatures are excessive, but corrections officers refused, according to emails from women detained. The exact same kind of stuff happens time and time again. It's like the <clears throat> prisoners will have a complaint and the staff just, you know, they write it off, they don't report it, all this kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, so they were ignoring the prisoners, like, very reasonable requests for a long time. Uh, And then, so obviously like when you're already in this terrible situation of you being like locked up for long periods of time and, you know, like these, like, you know, like uh, all these other little things build up like the heat and, you know, all these other things like that. Of course, things are going to break out. Like people are going to start fights. People are going to, you know, get, kind of fed up and restless and all this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so there was this big kind of fight. Um, woman, and afterwards, woman got placed back in the cells after fight, but um, the correction officers wanted to close their doors, which is when the protest actually began. So in a lot of prisons, there's certain hours where they actually just like keep the doors open, especially ones where it's not like... Um, you know, like it's like low security prisoners and stuff. So um, they'll, you know, have certain hours where they'll be like, okay, the doors are open and then it gets to this point and we close them or whatever. But because there had been a fight, they were like, no, we're just going to close them right now. And they're like, well, it's hot. It's, you know, all this kind of stuff. So that's when they actually kind of kicked off and the fight kind of became into like a big protest. And so um, that led to one of the women being pepper sprayed and uh which put her into a seizure and um and they kind of uh, apparently they left her they didn't actually have a medic or anything come to her which is also super dangerous a prisoner in new zealand died just like last month i think it was from this happening um especially in prisons a lot of the 
guards will kind of just be like, oh no, they're just doing it for attention or, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so after this happened, uh, after the pepper spraying, women started breaking things, obviously in frustration. And uh, the other prison riot classic is uh, lighting trash cans on fire, which is the the same thing that started the main events at the Waikiria, um, you know, prison uprising. It's um, a ve- it's one of those things where it's like you don't, you have so many, oh, you have so little avenues to really kind of like push back against the prisons and a lot of the time like destruction and vandalism of prison property is like a huge thing but um yeah but starting fires in particular because they're in like enclosed areas it forces the the jail to actually address it you know like they'll leave you like in a room just like smashing your toilet or like you know like pulling the handles off the taps or anything like that for hours you know like but if you start a fire then it's like they have to address it immediately you know um so yes, yeah, so I started um some fires in bins, um which so then the um, officers came in with tear gas and um and so used tear gas on about thirty to forty women and handcuffed them um and then and so this all this uh, information is coming from these detained women by the way who are emailing out which is like wild because this kind of stuff should be you know like obviously reported on before then. So uh, uh, Arizona's Corrections Department conducted studies showing how heat leads to the fights and had been warning for months about the heat issues at the prison. Like, this is not new information when it's even, you know, even if you think about when there's like a heat wave in your city, how people start getting a little bit, you know, people get a little bit short with each other. People get, you know, like you get a lot more road rage and all this kind of stuff. Like, imagine that. But then everyone is like trapped inside a very small building with the same people every day you know so uh, yeah and obviously exposed to other inhumane conditions so issues with the cooling have come up yearly in states in the south and southwest according to aclu attorney corinne kendrick it's something that we do see across the country whereas part of this punitive mentality that officials don't want to put any sort of cooling system in prisons and jails because they say it's some sort of luxury, she said, which is kind of what I was talking about before with, um, you know, like they don't have a reason to to want to fix this stuff. And um, it is wild because some of these prisons, you know, like especially like pri- privately owned prisons like Serco and stuff, these are like multi-billion dollar operations that it all kind of gets like, you know, people look at these figures where they're like, oh, it costs this many, this, this much money to keep a prisoner in jail every year. And usually it's like they take the full number of the operating costs of the prison and they divide it by the prisoners and they go like, wow, that cost, it costs us a million dollars to keep that person locked up. But in reality, it actually, the money that they spend towards the actual prisoners and stuff is like very, very low. And there's, you know, a lot obviously on the top for like, you know, bonuses, consultancy fees, all this kind of stuff like that. And they generally try and keep the, you know, the actual costs of keeping a prisoner extremely low. So there's definitely money in the budget for things like, you know, like air conditioning and all that kind of stuff. But um, it just is nowhere near their list of priorities you know and which i mean obviously the way that how this has gotten out by women inside emailing out like getting a message out is like another huge thing um when the um, waikiria uprising happened um 
the only statement they were able to get out from the prisoners was actually through um, People Against Prisons Aotearoa, run by um, friends friends of the cast, um, an awesome group over here. And it's wild because they, um, you know, the statement just kind of confirmed a lot of stuff that had already been reported on by like independent ombudsman organizations years before they were like, these are the conditions all this kind of stuff. And just nothing had changed in these years. And then, so when this information came out about like the conditions that people were in, a lot of people were just like, so what, you know, like they're prisoners, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, man, like it's, I always find it wild when, you know, like people will simply like people love prison TV shows, right? Mentioning closer and closer to like a Mark Fisher a massive derail here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting into. You know, it's like people love like a a prison show about like like white middle class women that make a mistake and end up in the slammer, or like a right. dude that a dude that made a mistake, but he's which he's by a the way heart. on on that like uh, I think it's most of women in UK prison or like the most common crime for which p- women are in prison in the UK is not paying the TV license, yeah, like yeah, getting yeah, yeah. caught Fuck out on like me. not yeah. having paid for the TV license, like it's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's and beyond it's like, broken. Prison is like full of these people that probably have way better sob stories than you know like anything uh, you know like anything you could get on like a netflix show or something like that but um but you know like it's easier for people to think of prisoners in the abstract like they're really like this terrible grisly person or whatever and that's that's exactly how um it was reported on even just before this came live i was like oh i should um look up some stuff about the waikiria uprising because it was very similar and all of the news stories talk just about like you know, like how bad the prisoners were and how brave the firefighters were. They don't talk about like any of the conditions that led up to it. They don't talk about the prisoners' demands. They don't talk about like how it was resolved, anything like that. It's just like, oh, these, these bad, bad men started some fire and climbed up on the roof and threw like, you know, threw some pieces of like, you know, it was like just random detritus that our brave, brave boys in blue. So, um, yeah, it's like people have a very hard time seeing prisoners as like worthy of these kind of like basic you know, basic, what everyone else would refer to as human rights, you know, it's like this, um, the dehumanization of the prisoner is a yeah. very real thing. This is one of the reasons why like, I really hate the the liberal uh, motto, sunlight is the best disinfectant, because oh, yeah, yeah. you can, do I, I used to believe that, by the way, very much, yeah. I used to believe that you should just show the Democracy bad stuff. dies in darkness, though, Kara, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to believe you should show the bad stuff, and then and that's the best way to deal with the bad stuff. But yeah. if we're showing that prisoners are routinely, like, like always being subjected to these horrible conditions. It's very well known. Um, and then you have a society that sees that, but it's, it's so morally bankrupt by it, by design oh, that I'm it just simply out. I'm doing it. Let me it's just finish. Close. Let me finish. Just morally bankrupt that if it views this so-called like sunlit illuminated reality, it just goes good. I'm glad. I'm glad they're suffering. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's not actually disinfecting anything. Like, I'm glad right. to see this. This is this is right. Yeah, I, they should they should be suffering during the summer. Why should they have air conditioning? Yeah, Anyways, that's... Sophie. No, well, it's it, we we <laughs> talked about it a bit on 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 last time with Anita, but it's like 
Fisher said this thing that the the figure of control is the worker prisoner, right? And this is like this is like a two sided person in society. Like we are all this, depending on whether we make the good choices or the bad choices. If you make the good choices, then you carry on being a good mm-hmm. worker, and if you make the bad choices, then you turn into a bad prisoner. And it's mm-hmm. like people think prisoners don't deserve anything, don't deserve human rights because that's the deal they're like buying into. They're like, I get to not be a prisoner because I buy into the deal. And if I try and resist the deal, they'll make me a prisoner. So I have to hate prisoners. You participated in the social contract. You decided to, you know, you saw the social contract and you decided to be a civil participant of society. Yeah, I remember the, the day I was born, they they gave me this the contract. They make sure I read all of it, made sure I understood it. And then I signed it and I agreed to be in society 100%. And that's why you get to have the things and other people know yeah exactly <laughs> they gave me him they gave me a, a complete open free market choice of which country i'd like to be born into um, which society <laughs> I'd like to live in. I love that. free market choice. and you know i was just like of all the countries like i just think you know i'm i'm down in, here in aotearoa for a minute that's cool but like ultimately britain just seems like the fucking place to be that's britain, where i yeah, want to be right now going up yeah <laughs> yep Nice, anyway, nice. I think Kira, you are gonna tell us about FIFA yeah. uh, and a creepy man who sucks. Yeah, oh. I hope I'm saying this. Now. I hope I'm saying this correctly. Uh, Louise, is it Louise Rubiales? Rubiales. If somebody, sure yeah, Louis or Louise, yeah. Luis Rubiales. Um, so FIFA suspends Luis Rubiales. Um, and Spain Football Federation formally investigates uh, Luis Rubiales for sexual violence. If you don't th- don't know what that means, I'm about to explain. Um, and this sport, this story, in in my opinion, is a very de- important demonstration of like how pervasive rape culture is still in our society. Um, and it's not the most egregious example of of sexual violation, but it is a hugely public example of it where. Everyone witnessed it, yet still we see the same like script being followed that by patriarchy. You win the World Cup, what do you get? You get sexually assaulted on on international television. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will just walk you through all the events. Um, August twentieth. So during the ceremony following the World Cup final, Spanish forward Jenny Hermoso is first embraced, then kiss on the lips by Luis Rubiales, who I believe is the head of the uh, football federation, the Spanish football federation, or the football federation. He's a president, I believe. Yep. He's like way up there. He has a yep. lot of power, and this is what he did was like extraordinarily inappropriate. By the way, the, the clip is so vile. It's just it, absolutely it's horrible. Vile. Um, Hermoso later reacts to the kiss during a live stream and says she did not enjoy it. The next day, Rubiales issues an apology saying he is, quote, sorry for those who were offended. <laughs> After being fiercely criticized by other footballers, the media, and even by the Spanish prime minister, um, some of whom called on him to step down. But did he step down? No, he did not. Um, August 24th, the world football's governing body, FIFA, opens disciplinary proceedings to examine Rubiales' actions. And then the following day, Rubiales in a in a defying manner, insists at a um, Royal Spanish Football Federation meeting, which is the RFEF, insists at the RFEF emergency meeting that he will not resign 
and calls the kiss consensual. The Spanish government says it is beginning legal proceedings to see- seeking to suspend Rubiales. And later that day, Hermoso releases a statement on Instagram rebuffing his claim, saying that at no time was his kiss ever consensual. So just to be clear, not consensual. Repeatedly, the victim of this sexual violence has insisted that this is not a consensual kiss. Not only that, but somebody taking just somebody with that a much power grabbing a football player and just grabbing her and kissing her on the lips. It's it's already just a very not okay demonstration of power like. Even if, even if the so-called, even if so-called consent, whatever was gained, quote unquote, but the fact that she's insisting that she did not consent to this multiple times makes it very much like point blank sexual violence. Yeah, it's it's an abuse of power, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, abuse of he, a massive abuse yeah, of power. He, he knows that nothing's gonna happen to him. Right, right, right. I should also say that um, on that same day. 81 Spanish players, including 23 players who went to the Women's World Cup, announced that they will not play for Spain's women's team until Rubiales is removed from his position. And so I'm of the opinion that that was kind of like the spark that really, I mean, all of there, obviously there's actions happening like almost daily in this timeline that I'm, that I'm describing, but I'm of the opinion that it was this collective action that really like kicked, uh, kicked this into gear because the next day the Spanish football federation says it will take legal action against the woman who said Hermoso, who said that she was sexually violated. They said they were going to take legal action over quote, each falsehood that is spread. FIFA announces is provisionally suspending Rubiales pending the outcome of its disciplinary proceedings. And, um, World Cup winning head coach Jorge Vilda criticizes Rubiales while his entire coaching staff resigns and protests against the Federation president. So we're seeing even more collective action against this scumbag. Then the following day, this is August 27th at this point. Now the Federation, the Federation's delegate for sexual violence protocol is kicked into gear. Now they've activated it and they're confirming that they're going to conduct an internal investigation into one of their members, the president. So we're going <laughs> to, I'm not really sure how this is going to go. I mean, I think we've seen a million and one times police investigate themselves and find that they did nothing wrong. But I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of public pressure. Like there's a lot of, as you can see, like pretty, the FIFA itself is like made a very, it seems to make a, have made a very like, a very direct statement about how they see this scumbag as being a scumbag when that's a pretty powerful statement. So I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that this guy is going to lose his job, but if any, beyond all this, this is just one scumbag in a sea of so many, like so many, what I find most significant about this is just how somebody can be sexually violated on that, on international television and still manage to be painted as a liar and, uh, you know, someone who supposedly deserves legal action against her. Um, so it's just imagine, imagine somebody who doesn't have that, uh, that doesn't have the notoriety as like, say, 
uh, a football player, right? Not that she's like as powerful as, as this guy. She's not, but she does have a certain amount of like notoriety and like eyes on her and fans. Imagine someone who doesn't have fans going against someone with power, a man with power, like even a man without power, there's still patriarchy that is providing him power, right? Yeah. And even so. like the fact that it was like very, like everyone saw it. It's very visible, you know, and like that's, uh, it's a one in a million shot to have, you know, something that happens to you like that actually be recorded in front of the entire world. And like, well, you know, this gigantic. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, he even yeah, claims, it's... I was reading so much about this. He even claimed that he's like, she picked me up off the ground and kissed me. And everyone's like, we saw how your feet never left the yeah, ground. Yeah. What are you talking about? So this guy is just, he's trying, he's trying all these angles. I feel um, like, I feel like that, that response that he said, where he's like, sorry for offending anyone. I feel like this guy is like a, an Elon Musk reply guy. Yeah, you know, like that kind of like that kind of response to something like this, like, oh, I'm sorry, I triggered everybody. It's a patriarchy response. Sexually assaulting someone. This is it's not even Elon Musk's response. It's a patriarchy response. This is the standard response because men have men do not need to ever admit wrongdoing. They simply get to coast by by just being like, whatever. Sorry if you felt bad from that. And that typically is like an amazing apology from a man. So. That must have been like that's I'm sure he expected that to be perfectly acceptable. In fact, he probably thought that that was even more than enough that more than what yeah, she deserves. Yeah. So, yeah, it's ma- like male pretense of complete ignorance in this case, like is such a an underpinning technology of keeping the patriarchy in place. Like them all just being like, oh, I don't even know what you mean. That's so confused. Why would that even be? Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't know. Well, just like just like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like it doesn't have like, to make um, any sense. Jordan Peterson's thing as well, right? Where he's like, we don't know the rules anymore. Or whatever, right. You know? like, yeah, exactly. Pretending to be confused. So Sophie, what you're referring to is the bumbling male trope. And so this trope is used by men all everywhere, but it's especially like used by men in power because the, dis- the the disparity is so pronounced so it's like say some ceo is being accused of 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 say elon musk for instance elon the elon musk is a perfect perfect example of this like bumbling male trope he can do he can be flailing around and make a million one mistakes or say any of these men in power can be accused of sexual misconduct. All of a sudden, I didn't know she was 14. I couldn't, I didn't know that these, the, that this money was being, you know, that in my bank account was being put in there. I can't, all of a sudden, the people, men that are tasked with running the world, they're the, supposed to be the most intelligent, most best equipped to run every family, every city, every company, every country. Now are also the same people that couldn't possibly figure out that this woman, this girl was 14 yeah, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. the money ended up in their bank account. It's, it's the, it's this, it's this contradiction. It's this massive hypocrisy that is like what you're describing that like buffoon complex. I think that's one way in which it, it works out into a very explicit version of itself. But I think that it's like an underpinning thing of, uh, fucking everything like we were watching um on my stream like ben shapiro uh losing his mind over the bobby movie for like (laughs) nearly a full hour and most of it was him just like pretending not to understand how patriarchy works when it's very obvious that he gets it like i don't know a a clear example of this would be like he talks about like the police uh in a scene where like bobby is arrested and now i'm talking about ben shapiro and bobby jesus christ um he, he talks about like like bobby getting arrested by the cops and it's just like you know, like if uh, if like his 
his wife, like uh, like female relatives, whatever, like were arrested by the police. Like none of what he's pretending to not get about like the dangers uh, of like sexually aggressive police officers. Like he would obviously implicitly get it and right away, which means he understands it now. And just like pretending not to get it is the whole game. And then there's like a bit that he talks about, about, oh God, I'm really going into this. Um, there's a bit he talks about where of like, a line where someone tells Ken, like, no, the patriarchy doesn't exist anymore. Really? No, we just pretend, like, we just got better at hiding it. And Ben uh, has nothing to say to this, because it's like, they they called him on exactly the game. Like, they called him on precisely exactly what he's doing the whole time. Like, men get all of it, and they're just pretending not to. That's the bit. I think that's the basic technology. And I think the bumbling male is, like, um, where it's really, really obvious, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with this Spanish Football Federation investigation. Um, yeah, we'll see. But um, just for the record, Luis Rubiales is a um, scumbag. This is an official yeah. ruling by the Red Planet team. We stamped and notarized <laughs> yeah. it with our stampage. Oh, he is fired. Yep. And also, like before, but get, getting ahead of the the, the fucking Brett Kavanaugh shit, right? Um, before anyone starts telling you that it's going to like ruin his life or whatever, it's like. This guy's the president of the, the fucking yeah, football association. Yeah. Like, it's not going to ruin shit fun. for him. And also, yeah, if yeah. it does, I I hope it does. Actually, yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah, good. Did, actually, good. He assaulted a bunch of women on TV. So, and yeah, yeah. if he assaulted this woman on TV, imagine how many women he has oh, assaulted yeah. off TV, <laughs> yeah. off camera. All right, so Sophie, could you tell me what's going on with indigenous groups in Argentina? I absolutely can. Uh, they are protesting lithium extraction, which um, you know, uh, rare earth metal extraction in in South America um, is one of the like hugely um, uh, devastating ecolog- ecological practices of uh, of imperialism. And um, yeah, it, it it fucking sucks, and it's often on indigenous lands. So uh, Hui is uh, located in what has become known as the Lithium Triangle, uh, a stretch of the Andes straddling the tri-border area between Argentina, Bolivia, and Chile, which holds the world's biggest reserves of lithium. If people don't know, lithium is very important in making, for example, batteries. For example, big batteries. For example, big batteries you might have in an electric car. For example, a Tesla. Uh, lithium is used for all sorts of things these days including rechargeable batteries and smartphones laptops and electric cars like i just said uh the problem argentinians are not receiving any benefits from this lithium extraction um and because lithium extraction requires huge amounts of water 200 million liters per ton people living off the land fear this is drying up the land and polluting the existing water a further problem is indigenous groups living on lithium rich land are now facing eviction under governor morales's constitutional reforms which limits rights to protest Right now, indigenous communities are blocking roads to lithium mines and are being assaulted by police deployed to remove them. Uh, one uh, spokesperson said, we are not moving. The land is ours. The lithium belongs to us. Uh, so full support and solidarity to the indigenous people in Argentina. And as ever, fuck imperialist extraction and ecocide. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on in Argentina. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, no problem. Before we get to our main topic today, uh, Mule, how can people support the show? Whoa, Sophie, that's a great question. And the answer to that is we have a Patreon. Whoa, oh my goodness. Whoa. Uh, There are loads and loads. There are loads and loads of different tiers and benefits and all that stuff. All of this is made possible by, by your support. So please check out the Patreon. Mule, what's the link? 
you can get us at Patreon on um, www.patreon.com <laughs> forward slash red underscore planet. Nice doll. HTTP. There's obviously the four of us hosts and there's Conrad behind the scenes making everything a lot, lot better than it's been. Uh, before he was here, we we treasure him. He is uh, the, the, the most precious boy and we give him only the finest gruel and slop. Uh, but we'd like to also be able to hire an editor so we can produce more shareable clips and create all new content. This might even relate to what I'm doing next week. Who knows? Um, so yeah, please check out Patreon if you want to support us and help expand the operation and help us do better stuff. Hell right. yeah. We love better stuff. If you don't want to help us do better stuff, then don't visit the Patreon. <laughs> if you don't want to help us do better stuff, and if you want to stop us even, uh, it would really like own us in the marketplace of ideas if you supported us on Patreon, like <laughs> ironically. Yeah. If you uh, pay us the for a million dollars each, we will all retire. Yeah. That would stop yes. us. That would, yeah. that would stop me so hard. <laughs> I would be uh, so I would alone. hate that. Yeah. Okay, so on to the main topic. It has been a minute since we looked at the internet security issues and got an update from the world of cyber crimes, but the hackers out there have not been idle. It's time for an update on online fascists, corporate and state cybersecurity, and something called stalkerware. That's right, everyone. Everybody's favorite hacker cat is back. Bingle is joining us this week, and is and it brought Maya Crime You along with it. Uh, <laughs> everybody, put on your headsets now and welcome Bingle and Maya. Oh, how's it going? Uh, oh. Hey. <laughs> Hey. Okay, I can't. I've done it, but I don't. <laughs> okay, for the for the podcast listeners, uh, Sophie, Sophie has just entered the matrix. No, I'm seeing Bingle got... now. Actually, yeah, oh. yeah. Whoa, Bingle got so big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maya's here. Fantastic. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and also, and also, look, I made sure to to bring Bingle as well because Thank because, you. because, because it was important. mentioned in the announcement, so I was like, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> hey Maya, how's it going? Hi, uh, yeah, I'm good. Oh god, this is the first time I'm in, in a Zoom call with open back headphones. This is horrifying. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. I, uh, we've just been doing the news, but there's actually a, a, a secret extra news story I've held onto uh, specifically for your arrival. Hmm. Um, all of the uh, all of the the tabloids and the papers here in the UK are kind of go, currently going crazy about this. Um, Met Police IT security breach could do quote incalculable damage in the wrong hands, and I was wondering oh, if you've heard yeah. anything about this. No, I have not, but I I hope this this will get into my hands soon, which I'm sure are not <laughs> the, the wrong hands. hands. <laughs> um, so uh, the Metropolitan Police is on high alert following a significant security breach that led to officers and staffs details being hacked. All 47,000 personnel of the uh, London Met Police, who, uh, side note, are scum, um, have been notified yeah. about the potential exposure of their photographs, names, and ranks. Yeah, um, this is, this is yeah. like what happened in the US a while ago. I forgot which mm-hmm. city it was. It might have been Seattle or something, where like all the, where someone just found a website to scrape all of the pictures of cops from, and they were like, no, this is horrible for public safety. We don't have mm-hmm. undercover cops anymore. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, exposing be... exposing cop wow. credentials is always cool because yeah, especially like with things like the map because yeah, you you just you just expose every single like yeah. undercover cop ever. <laughs> I feel like everywhere in like England right now, there's like a bunch of dudes meeting 
you know, like out the back of their legitimate businesses around, you know, like one of their nephews with a laptop just scrolling through like photos and photos of dudes. Oh, and, like, shit, that looks like Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, hey, Barney, that's your photo. <laughs> oh, no, that just looks like me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's uh yeah that's a thing that the uh the conservative media is extremely worried about and I'm uh, not personally losing any sleep over uh but I thought no. you might be somewhere yeah, between no. entertained and intrigued by this yeah, story. Yeah no I'm I'm interested and I'm, I I haven't heard of this yet but yeah no I I'm glad that people are, that there's more and more leaks of like uh, cop details at this point. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the yeah. <laughs> police are supposed to be fucking accountable, and then they're like, "Yeah, obviously, what? they can't know who isn't isn't a cop." I think, That's I not think allowed. It, yeah, I think it's funny <laughs> that the reaction is always not even like being like, "Oh no, this is bad for because of security," but it's always like it's bad that people know who the cops are. Right. And it's, the, it's it kind of says a lot about how they see, view themselves. Did, yeah. Do you think? Do you think that they are like some cops are just pretending to not be cops, and they have like their home life in like a different city, and their friends are like, <laughs> "What do you I do mean, for a living?" and and they're like, "Oh, I, I just I work, work at IT." IT. Yeah. <laughs> Policing from outside communities is like a huge thing. Like they do like a yeah. lot of the time. You'll get um police that will be like because like historically you know like it was like a lot of communities would be kind of self-governing or whatever like that but then like um you know with like kind of the um you know like it would kind of the way the police is set up now they've discovered that it's beneficial for them to have police doing the beat in communities that they're not actively a part of because then they um they empathize less with the people there you know which is like (laughs) hell yeah you know sick that sounds great but um and there's like even in you get a lot of places in the states where it's like there are specific areas where you know if you're a cop for a little while they'll be like hey buddy there's a house coming up down here you know like move into our street or whatever and it's like a neighborhood full of cops because they like moved there to you know right it's like the it's like the con it's like the the concept of like the secure wing in prison if cops go to prison uh, to yeah, protect yeah, them, yeah. but but like in just like uh just in society. Yeah, 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 totally. But um, yeah, so that's like definitely a thing, you know, like the idea of like police, um, you know, kind of like not, um, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. not being mm-hmm. police in their <laughs> own neighborhoods. Or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, well, like then okay. Well, you you didn't know about that, but now you do. So I've updated you on that. Um, you you've been updating your blog a bunch. Um, and I've been I've been yes. keeping up with one or two things. Uh, there is like a, a pretty full saga of articles that you've mainly come on to tell us about to do with Stalkerware, which I admit to have not reading, uh, not having read any of. <laughs> but but I have read a few of them, and I want, want to chat to you about a bit about some of them. So speaking mm-hmm. of uh, people who would rather know not uh, have you know who they are, you exposed a uh, you, you you reported on rather uh, uh, some people being exposed on Mastodon, a, a, a Nazi ship posting server. Yes, and there were precisely. a lot of like big tech employees in this. Uh, yeah. This is an article called "Meet the Shit Posters" with a P O A S T E R. Um, the Nazis made an oopsie. Uh, yeah, do you want to tell us a bit about this? Right. Yeah. This this has been like a kind of long going saga uh, where like it, it, I think it was originally in May when Post uh, and Based both with A E 
Uh, so it's post and paste, but both horrible name, uh, obviously. And it's very, like, it's very transparently Nazi shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. like, obviously then with the thing of like, no, we're just posters, you know? Uh, yeah. Just yeah. Post. It's just trolling. Uh, anyways. Yeah. So they, they, they got, and then you post their uh, profile picture upside down in their replies <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? And you're like, I'm just posting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like they, they've been like harassing people on the Fediverse for years now, also via like being on other sites. They're closely affiliated with like Kiwi Farms and Kiwi Farms instances, which was also clear in the re- response to this happening, which I will get into in a bit. Um, but, um, yeah, basically in, in, in May, they got hacked or well, the, the, the person running the site got hacked via vulnerability in his own site. Uh, so they stole the credential, the admin credentials of like the guy running it. Uh, and via that, yeah, like dumped all the information on all the users. So like all DMs, all like the email, uh, like the email address and, uh, associated with the accounts. Um, like, yeah. And all posts and everything was like scraped and downloaded. Right. And then made available to like various like anti-fascist research collectives and also like the public. Uh, yeah. And like a few months later, like I got, I got a message, uh, from like someone offering me a thing and they were like, Hey, look, here's the funny file. Um, like look at it and feel free to publish it and whatever. And you were thinking, and Shit, I'm getting rickrolled again. It's 2023 <laughs> and they're still doing. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I just got a single HTML file, which, um, corroborates like the email addresses from those users, uh, with LinkedIn profiles from the LinkedIn hack in 2020, where all of uh, yeah, FYI, in 2020, uh, LinkedIn got hacked and every, every, all, and your information on LinkedIn is not public, but like people in the scene have, have your data just as, as another little funny side note. <laughs> and well, they basically just took the two databases and combined them and like, yeah, just, just associated email addresses to the user accounts, right? Went through for like some uh, like quick check of things that definitely were wrong and people just entering a random email address on, on post or random email address on LinkedIn. Uh, but yeah, what, what came out was like not numerous users, uh, some of which is associated with like the most horrible posts imaginable. Um, who, yeah, were like working at big tech companies, were like working in schools, were like running oh. their own businesses, everything. But it's, it's just, um, I was then also told in a private conversation with my source that one of the main points of this is trying to show how easy, how easily you can automate the doxing from like dumps like this, because you can't just join it together with like the LinkedIn data and you get like, basically the entire docs for free like with very little work you just need to then check it and make sure it's like it, it looks okay um yeah and and then the whole thing was like there were obviously like even after the first checking and after publishing there were some false positives like one of the people i talked about in my blog post specifically and that most of the secondary reporting talked about was like some professor uh, it then turned out that it was just some random person impersonating that professor. So yeah, some random Nazi was impersonating a 70 year old professor online for like no reason. It's like on the one hand, Nazis are really bad at OPSEC. And on the other hand, the ones that are okay at it are like really insane about it. Like they're not even just making up fake people. They're just like, yeah. And what then the, was, the, what, what, what's the whole deal with that? Like, why, why are they doing that? I like, don't, what, I don't know. I, just I, shit I, post, I, shit post yeah, and stuff. Probably. Yeah. Right, right. 
And I mean, then, then there's also like the other one where, where it was like this one guy who like runs a community council or something. And we were like, yeah, no, this doesn't seem quite right. And some people got mad at me for that because like, oh, why would an old guy with a wife and kids insult post? Which it turned out it wasn't him. But also on the other hand, have you seen right wingers online? Like they post <laughs> like that. But it turned out that there was his son who presumably helped him set up his, his LinkedIn at one point. Uh, so. Yeah, great stuff going on there. Like at at least in that case, the dog still wasn't too far off. But yeah, there's there's obviously always a risk, especially when you do somewhat automate your like pipeline for identifying people that some things are going to go wrong. Which is why I'm just bringing this up because I think it's important to also like note that that and like yeah, there 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 were personal apologies were sent to both of those people by by the source and the. And by the journalists and me, so yeah, <laughs> just just to 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 address that somewhere at least. But oh, yeah. <clears throat> go on, sorry. But yeah, I don't know. It's just always like gross to see this stuff, and I I like at least this way. It's like kind of condensed, and you don't need to manually like go through everything. But it's still just gross to see like the type of people who post shit, like because like I know like it's very obvious. Yes, these are just normal people you walk past on the street every other day and whatnot. But just, like, being reminded of that, it's just so weird. And then there's, like, people who are, like, working in a fucking Marine Corps. Of of course there's, like, U.S. military guys in here. Like, (laughs) but it's it's still, I don't know. It's just shit you don't want to see. And, like, all the guys who work in business, there's so many business majors who are in weird Nazis. I mean, like, it makes sense. It's business majors. But, like, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. We have actually also just heard uh, from someone else in the chat that um, this uh, recently um, there's been a, a huge load of backlash. This is a different. This is this is related to what we were talking about before about the police, uh, the Met Police breach of data. But um, basically, the Met Police version of of the Northern Ireland Police. So no, the Northern Ireland version of the Met Police, uh, but they're like much worse, and they you know took part in like a lot of the oppression of you know uh, yeah. Irish Republicans and stuff in Northern Ireland. The PSNI um, did uh, a, a huge data breach uh, and shared 10,000 uh, details of it. Oh, sorry. Details about 10,000 of its employees on Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, they, a- they accidentally posted their own details online. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, so we just see more and more of this. That space. is always, like, the funniest shit. It's, yeah, like, yeah, accidentally yeah. self-publishing shit because they can't even really do anything about sharing it because it's, <laughs> like, no, you, like, you did this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it when it's, like, followed up with, like, you know, like, them, like, fumbling to, like, get rid of it or whatever, or, like, making yeah. something up, like, oh, you yeah. know, we've been hacked or something like that. It's, like, yeah. okay, no. Yeah, okay, like, like so, that's that's especially their favorite excuse for for when people accidentally post racist shit on whatever brand account oh, they yeah, are. Absolutely. <laughs> and then it's just like, no, uh, we got hacked, or yeah. like this was our low level employee, and definitely not the CEO or whatever. And I thought like, it yeah. was Google. I was just doing research. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And someone accidentally like you know types something into like a tweet or whatever, you know, like they don't realize they're tweeting it out, and it's like you know someone like some politician searching. Like, yeah. Yeah, then when they're boobs, trying to, yeah, you know, <laughs> flopping out and they're like, oh shit, delete, delete. I was hacked. <laughs> Didn't Israel do something like that? Where then they're, they, yeah. they, there was like a, 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 like a photo of like 
a young girl or like a, like a pretty young, I don't know, woman from the IDF or something. And like, it was very much not supposed to be posted on like the official Israel chant, uh, yeah, Israel yeah. Twitter. Oh man, I need to pull it up to see exactly so what's going well, so, well, since we mentioned the Met before, there has been a lot of revelations recently about like, um, and I don't know the full details of how it got exposed, but like Met offices having groups where they're just sharing like, like crime scene photos with each other like to to just like i guess in, enjoy in whatever sense it's like really grim it's stuff super fucked uh, up yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. They, they they've had loads of stuff like that where they've like yeah. literally taken pictures of like i think the story i'm thinking of it was like a dead black woman and yeah. they just like took it like taking selfies with her and shit it's, it's yeah just... i remember that one from ages ago yeah. but this was like there's just there was a full group chat of uh, but oh, yeah. this is not, I, I had uh, yeah. specific stuff I was going to ask Meyer about. Um, <laughs> so, um, the, 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 the ship posters being exposed gave me a little laugh because, uh, always Nazis getting exposed is funny to me. But, um, uh, your kick.com, uh, breakdown of, uh, what was sent to you, uh, genuinely so entertaining. I sent it to like five people and I was like, you have to read this. It's yeah. really funny. I, I if, agree. If you, I read if it you don't understand it on a technical level, like get someone to explain it because it's funny as hell. Uh, we need to how finally, bad the security is. We need to finally write the follow up to that because it gets funnier. Uh, but I, oh. I will not talk about this yet because there is lots of shit that still needs to be done for this. Oh, okay. But if anyone from the Kick security team, which definitely exists, um, <laughs> is in chat right now, please disregard this. We're not about to get owned even harder. Don't worry about it. Uh, yes, uh, the existing security at Kick is definitely also a communist well, and they're I definitely can, also yeah. viewers. So yeah, Here, if you're when, watching. When I this up, you have some familiarity with what Kick is. So can you yeah. tell anyone? who doesn't know first and then yeah. can tell us about their non-existent security <laughs> yeah um so kick the, the reason i came i became familiar with kick is i was watching a streamer that said i'm about to like go over to kick now and follow me to kick and i was like what is this kick site i'm always like the last person to hear about stuff so i'm, I'm very used to not knowing what it is so i went over i was like oh it's a streaming site there's seems to be a lot of people using it and so i made an account just to save my name just in case i thought it was like another legitimate site um no it's it's not so apparently there are some streamers from twitch is my understanding some streamers from twitch one in particular who um wanted to like peddle gambling to children and twitch was like you can't peddle gambling to children actually and rare, so they twi- rare twitch dub <laughs> right very rare. Yeah. so they decided to create another site with i guess being sponsored by like these gambling sites or something yeah. and so now they have like a twitch dupe it's it's i'm i'm 100 sure they copy pasted shit from the twitch leak from 2022 but um <laughs> I'm, or 2021 they even have like the hot tubs beaches and pools or whatever it's called like the literal category so like they really it seems like you're right like they haven't put any thought into like creating an actual site that's actually unique it just looks like a ripoff completely of twitch well what's really funny about that is that so i don't know much about website or broadcasting engineering or anything like that but surely if you're just gonna like copy and paste code from twitch to like another website like you're forgetting the fact that this this other website that you're copying from has like servers and servers and servers of data and all the people working on it and stuff 
Yeah. So, so, okay. So a few things. Um, Kick is not only like sponsored by gambling sites. Kick is owned by the biggest online gambling uh, business to exist, which is stake.com. It's a crypto casino. Um, oh. which was made by people who are originally from the CSGO gambling scene. In oh. case you need to, to make it even worse. Um, but it's like, it's like they, they literally own a Formula One team. Like that's the level of money they have. Um, the thing is, most streamers uh, on Kick who do gambling content do gambling content on stake because, well, yeah, but basically it's just the funnel for kids into their own like business. So it's already shady as hell uh, in that way. Um, and and yeah, um, today I got an email. That's one thing I can tell uh, about Kick besides this. I got an email from someone who was like, okay, I'm curious to see how GDPR compliant they really are. And basically, if you explicitly email Kick about wanting all your account data and deleting your account uh, under GDPR rights, they tell you that currently they cannot do this. This is currently technically not possible for them. Which, if anyone here works for a data protection office for mm. any country, uh, just just know that um, that Kick is very willingly and knowingly ignoring the existence of GDPR. Uh, yeah. So if you need some money for your government funds, uh, that's where you can get some for free if you're a European government. Uh, yeah, they just very explicitly say this is technically not possible right now. We can, however, delete the account for you um, if you email them about it, which is already not GDPR compliant. But they 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 do not currently have a way to give you your data. Then the other thing is, okay, doing live streaming is hard because it requires lots of server and lots of infrastructure. And well, there's this cool company that Kick is hosting all their shit on. It's called Amazon Web Service Services. It's owned by Amazon. Which reminder, re- reminder, you uh, you might know who Twitch is owned by. Oh right, mm-hmm. that's also Amazon. Uh, and well, so Amazon has this cool platform that is uh, usable to make live streaming easy to many people and stuff. Uh, well, it just so happens that that is a part of the reason they bought Twitch for. Uh, basically, Kick is. Stream, uh, Kick streaming works over the exact same platform as Twitch. It is being streamed over the exact same servers as Twitch. So <laughs> this is not in like any technological sense an alternative to, to Twitch. Uh, it's an alternative to Twitch in the sense of they pay streamers really well if you have a contract with them. Uh, and also you're allowed to be racist and do gambling. So really... Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, by uh, you're allowed to do shit you couldn't on Twitch. I mean, they have a contract with Aiden Ross, and you probably know who yeah. that is. So yeah, yeah. they have. He has an exclusive contract for streaming on Kick now. So yeah, and of course, they're not going to be offering any contracts to uh, you know anyone under five hundred, probably not even under a thousand CCV. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um. Also, yeah, they do not fucking give a shit about security. Um, so yeah, I, I was sent like a write up from a, a like small group who was working on looking into kick. They were originally going to report these things to kick, but uh, it turned out that's not possible. You cannot even report vulnerabilities to Twitch. After I published this blog post, I was also informed that someone reported all of these issues to, to, to kick six months ago. <laughs> they had six <laughs> months to fix this. Um, also for further context most of this shit hasn't been fixed yet i published this blog post at the start of this month (laughs) this has been public and in like a big this is like one of my most popular blog posts ever like this has been read by like hundreds of thousands of people they've not fixed five times 
Yeah. You can imagine <laughs> there's like some like tech guy that works for them that is like you know, like Greg from Succession and every day he's like coming up and just getting, you know, he's like coming up to Tom every day and he's like, we we need to have that meeting. And he's just like, enough now, Greg. Yeah. (laughs) And they did actually publicly respond to this by replying to all the viral tweets about this by saying that actually you can report vulnerabilities to them and they definitely have a security team and the private bug bounty program. They they do not have a private bug bounty. Like I've known people who have tried to report vulnerabilities to them. They are just like, yeah, just tell me, Mr. Support Guy, please. (laughs) About this highly sensitive security. Like it's just like that's not how that works. Um yeah. But anyways, vulnerabilities. Let's let's get into this. So like the (laughs) the the main one, the main cool one is that if you're in a channel you are like mod in or admin in. Uh, you can fabricate any message you want as a pinned message. You can make it so like XQC, uh, said in your chat that everyone should buy your merch as a pinned message. Um, that's easy. You can just it's do that. That's something that XQC would say about our merch. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like if, 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 if he saying that. The juices love Red Planet. They love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is like a thing. They somewhat fixed that in the sense of it now only works without refreshing. So while you're currently watching a stream, if they fake a pinned message, it stays pinned until you refresh your browser, which means if you have a lot of viewers, all of those viewers are going to see the fake message uh, until they refresh, which obviously means this is fixed now, uh, <laughs> because why actually fix it? Uh, anyways, this is also how now we, thanks to my blog post, finally have proof that Fort, uh, that Ninja, uh, as in Tyler Ninja Blevins from Fortnite, uh, meows and, and kick chats all the time, especially mine with zero <laughs> viewers. Uh, yeah, and then there's the other option where you can make up fake messages as replies to messages. So I also then reply to Ninja, of course, um, as you can then also see. Uh, in which case, you can also just make up messages that don't exist to re- reply to. Yeah. And then there's like other just more technical vulnerabilities, which are all like the most basic shit. That, yeah. And you can o- upload random files like the, the write up I was, I based this blog post on was hosted on, on, on the kicks CDN as in where they host the profile pictures yeah. and stuff. There was an HTML document on there where, which, where I read the write up. Um, also their entire CDN, like where they host all of their profile pictures and everything was, well, was and still is entirely publicly readable. Um, so yes. com, right? Yes. Using AWS CLI, you can download all of their files. I downloaded about 300 gigabytes of them, which cost them a lot of money. Uh, but, um, I deleted it by now because they aren't fixing it. So I can just get it again if I ever want it. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also important to know that Kick has a full-time development team. They originally were developed by the developers of Stake, like as in the gambling side. Uh, and now they have their own team, but they share an office somewhere, uh, probably overseas. But yeah. I just can't believe that they have a development team with all this stuff going on. It's just, yeah, so- it's, it's just like, it's, it's, it's one of those businesses where it really shows that all you need to do to be successful in business is like make the money part. The rest doesn't really matter. Like mm-hmm. as long as you can pay the influencers to bring you like customers, it's, it's all good. Yeah. Them, them, them smart free market investment ideas. Like given uh, how totally. easy it is to get all their files and how easy it is to fake messages and even put files on their servers. If I was. One of these, like, uh, free speech uh, concerned influencers who's moved off Twitch to go over there so you can say the N-word, like, 
I would not want to keep on using Kick. I'd feel like yeah. a lot of stuff was in danger. Yeah, it's it's just it's just funny to to me how how like yeah, just how bad it is, and and also how like their their most number one fans, which is obviously just random chats with five followers uh, on Twitter, uh, are just defending them. They're just like, no, this is just wait. Th- there's the fun. I need to find the funniest tweets ever. Um, yeah, defending the website. There, so there was one, yeah, it's incredible they're... to defend them when they're just making an objectively bad and dangerous move. Like yeah, um, yeah. the things you like about them are, are are under threat by their own like stupidity and laziness. That's not worth defending, you know. Yeah. Let me guess. It's a small startup, early access development, something, something. No, the the person said based. Oh yeah, it was based on my experience in the, as a C level, uh, as I, in in C level cybersecurity. I can tell you this is a good tweet, which is the funniest sentence anyone has ever written. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to find that screenshot again. Um, is there such thing as a C level cybersecurity? Yes, but that okay. Yes, I found the exact. I found the exact wording again. My C suite cyber strategy experience tells me this is a good tweet. I read the <laughs> once today on stream. Actually, I'm not worried. Stream on, win big. Thank Ew. you, Rival. Is that like a kick thing, or did like did they just invent that for the tweet? They just invented that for their reply oh, to kick, yeah. to, to kick support. Uh, yeah. Which yes, to rephrase again, like I said, that addressed this in a tweet, which is them twice making basically the same tweet, which just says we have dedicated researchers who assist improving in improving site security. They definitely do not, because this is all the most basic shit you find in five minutes. Uh, if they do, poor souls. Um, we actively <laughs> receive reports relating to security on the site and have a private part. You definitely receive reports. Um, I don't think you're doing anything with them, but yeah. The Greg Greg from Succession who works at Kick is definitely a real guy, Sam. You're you're yeah. spot on. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I can I can picture him more and more clearly all the time. Like he's just know, like, like he's had more energy drinks than me today. He's like he's <laughs> yeah, every yeah. bit of his body is like shaking. I'm just I'm just always such a big fan of the communication strategy of lying on twitter.com. Yeah. It's like it's 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 just like and it's always so blatant. It's never like in a way where you could be like, oh yeah, no, like they just think that or it appears like that to them. No, it's just always like, yeah, no, we are ignoring this issue completely and we are now lying to you, so our most loyal fans will defend us and call mm-hmm. people like random slurs in the replies. This is, our, this is our communication strategy. Uh, I think I'm developing a full Greg trutherism right now. I think I think Greg, like Kick Greg, has probably fixed all of the cybersecurity issues, but like they won't merge the fork. Like yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. it, he's got it like uh, ready to go, and they just don't know how to merge it into the live version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I do keep quoting that based on my experience. This is a good tweet line because it's just <laughs> it's just it's just the most sucking up to authority line you could ever say. Yeah, it's like when like, you get out of this, like. <laughs> Well, okay, but, so so Kek is going to the moon. That's great. Yeah, um, they're, they're going somewhere. 
<laughs> I also like how I made two updates to the article. The first one being, oh, it seems that they have fixed this. Second update, we checked it again. They didn't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That, that made me laugh a lot. Um, okay, uh, that's we've done shit posters. We've done kick. Uh, we covered this one a little bit in Red Planet News a few weeks ago, but now you're actually here in real person online. So uh, may as well talk about the emails uh, that yes. the uh, 2,600 pages of hate, and there is actually more. There was an update uh, article as well. But um, do you want to tell us about what this is? Right. This is something I haven't talked about in voice ever, I think. Uh, because like, yeah, I mostly defer to it from the fact that like, I did just publish this. Like, uh, I try to not read too many of the emails myself. I'm not an extremism researcher. I'm not good at handling that trauma. But, uh, yes, it is, it is, um, leaked emails from, from, uh, which were, p- p- uh, released by a detransition, now retransitioned, who was like basically used as like an asset by basically all of the anti-trans lobby in the US since like, since like 2017 or 2019, 2019, right? Um, and has now, uh, upon like f- figuring out shit again and retransitioning and like finding herself again, has now decided to, to like go to the press with, with, with like all the emails, with all the inside info. Um, yeah. And it's really fucked up. There is just like, it's just a single thread. A, like a single or email friend, more or less, which goes from like 2019 all the way to this year, which shows that all of the anti-trans laws in the US are connected, that they are sending people across the US as like expert witnesses and like random lawsuits. Uh, yeah. And just like the language with which they talk about even the detransitioners on their side with even like parents on their side. Where, where they're, they're just, they're, they're just explicitly just a useful tool. And it's like, I think that's the thing that fucked me up the most. It's not even just the, like, the, the, like, obviously the hate and stuff, but it's, they're just so blatant about all of it. It's just so extremely mask off. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fucked up. It's, I'm glad that we have these files now. Uh, I'm glad that we have the proof of the thing we always knew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess that's it, though, isn't it? It's it, it, it's the proof of the thing we always knew, like you say. Like, it's so obvious that none of this, none of the stuff is based in science, yeah. uh, and and just having it, I guess, in writing, you know, that's yeah. that's it's a it's a good thing. Um, but but yeah, it's just I guess how much of that can we now use to make a difference, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's back to Kara's thing earlier about like the liberal slogan of uh, "light is the best disinfectant." Yeah, thing. It's like, well, it's it's all out here, um, and it's been out here for a little while. Yeah. Um, I do think the crazy thing about this is how I feel like a lot of this is more usable outside of the US because it, it very clearly shows this, these two leaks, as well as like the ADF leak, which came like within the same month where like from the Alliance Defending Freedom, like an entire Google Drive leaked. Um, which I did also dig into at some point that decided not to also write about it. Um, but 
Yeah, which which just all shows that they not only orchestrated this shit inside the US, but they orchestrated this shit in the UK. They orchestrated this shit in random nations which currently do not have trans legislations, in countries which currently have good legislation where they go there and are like, yes, we are the experts from the US and we are going to now fix your laws. And it's just not only just fucked up on its own, but it's also just the most neo-imperialist bullshit I have ever read and how they just so openly talk about lobbying worldwide, which that's just crazy. And also how open they are, like at least internally about all their monetary ties. Like they will just talk about how they are getting money from the Heritage Foundation, how they're mm. getting money from there. Like most, there's like 15 orcs here and basically they're the same people are like across all of them and the money is the same anyways. And it's just, they're so bad at running the secret network conspiracy thing. Like, mm. I know it's not funny as a like whole thing, and I, we can't be glad that they're so bad at running this. But like, this is just like a bunch of boomers trying to run a conspiracy, and and it's just like so openly like connected and bad, and it's like accidentally screenshotting my Zoom call to the Illuminati and posting it to Twitter. Yeah, no, like <laughs> um, there was, they um... record their meetings. They they just yeah. have recordings of their entire <laughs> meetings for like the for like the uh like Alliance Defending Freedom like uh, Google Drive thing. There were just multiple documents in there with all of their passwords for all of their accounts. Most of which just worked. Uh, like I, I at one point had access to like the site on which they uh, published their academic research. Um, so like, yeah, it's just. <laughs> and it was um, it reminds me of uh, when uh, Kelly G, whatever Posey Parker came over to Australia, New Zealand, and like made this big show of being like, oh, we're funded, you know, exclusively by donations. Um, you know, like they tried to say that there was like a local. Maori women's group had like paid for them to come over or whatever and then they were like on a live stream like that night being like CPAC paid for all of this and all this shit like that yeah <laughs> it's just like oh, okay yeah you know, oh, and then they like Christ. deny it it's like, yeah. also, also really I would, I would like to note that for the for the ADF thing where the like where they're Google Drive leak um, so the thing that the reason this leaked is um, because it wasn't even just the request access type deal uh, and it wasn't like a sub part of that. No, just the entire internal structure of this like exclusive hate club. Uh, they just had a public link to it. You just had a, you, there, there was just a public link hidden on a site somewhere and someone eventually randomly stumbled upon it. And it was just like the trove of documents of them internally organizing their hate. And it's just like, you just needed to click one link and then click the download all button. And then you had like all the secret internal documents of the anti-trans conspiracy. And it feels so, it, it's like, it's like if you put this in a movie, you'd like everyone would be like, yeah, no, this is not like realistic. This is stupid. This is <laughs> yeah. not how you well, this is not how in, you... a, in the movie, uh, rather than just clicking a link, you would have to go like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. in." Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. in the mo- <laughs> I'm getting their details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the recordings of all their meetings. Damn, Maya, you're the, the best. Frame. This is why we pay you so much. I have all their email passwords. Yeah. I can keep going. Yeah, yeah it's just. I, I'm pretty sure there was even like the password for their PayPal and shit. Like, I'm pretty sure I could. Like, it's just, it's just That's like, I'm not just that That's because, ridiculous. like, yeah, PayPal has like the two-factor authentication thing, right? My email, but well, of course, their email password was also. There, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's I mean, it, it just goes back to what you were saying earlier about like Nazis being the worst at upset, right? Like they just have no concept of this whatsoever. Because, yeah. You know, while 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 the the people doing this stuff may not be, you know mid 20s mid 30s kind of edge lords on the internet or whatever but you know they they still have the same ideology um it's just it's just so absurd and i think again i you know you can link that to um you know just it's 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 knowing that you have the power and abusing it right it's like well you know no one cares uh, about trans people so i'm just going to do this and it'll be yeah. fine right i'll get away with it yeah uh, yeah yeah. I mean, the fucked up thing still is that, like, so far there's been, like, zero consequences for any of these people anyway. Like, yeah. No, not, there's, I mean, obviously, like, but that's still always the disheartening thing. The thing I find interesting, uh, is, like, the two articles about the emails do keep getting more views again. And I've been seeing, like, people actually, like, when, uh, are not linking to this one, like, in stupid online debates, they for some reason engage in, in, like, r slash politics or whatever. But when someone is like, yeah, okay, show me the data of this happening, they're just like, okay, here's the data showing this happening. And it does sometimes actually, like, somewhat sway people's opinion to be presented with like very overwhelming proof of like this happening when it's like yeah no like i'm i'm kind of glad that it's at least on this small personal level this is helping with like showing some people that yeah maybe i am just believing this weird like thing yeah, that's clearly yeah. here just to like I don't know. Like, like when you put the, it like that, it is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, like it's so very clearly just the next orchestra. I think the most fucked up thing is also seeing the amount of women in all of these orcs when they, they are just working for the anti-feminism factory. Like before, before the anti-trans thing, this was the anti-feminism factory. And then that eventually stopped working. So we're now the next stepping stone to fascism. It's and, like. Yeah, and it's, and not, it's say, not even that abortion is next. Like, abortion is fucking, like, Roe v. Wade was overturned, and it's the same fucking people, and, like... Yes. yes. Do y'all hear about the... I'm sure you heard about it. The uh, chess... <laughs> where... Yeah. The chess competition, where it was, like... What was the deal? They banned the trans woman for having... it Because she was competing in the women's league, because yes. they said that... She's a trans woman, therefore she has an, an advantage over cis women. This, no, 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 no. They've, they've banned all trans women. Sorry, from all trans women. It's just, so you're just saying, you're just saying that like. Mm. Uh, women are stupid. It's like, yeah, yeah. Always, like, yeah, something yeah, about yeah. having, right. like something about penises makes you like really good at logic or something. And, yeah. <laughs> and the, there was like another thing about trans men. I was reading this and I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's just. You know, whenever trans men are, are brought in, into the, like the conversation, you know, by these guys, they always say something so completely absurd as well. It's like, what exactly is 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 going on? Like, they just they just have no no clue as to you know anything about trans people whatsoever, and it and it's all just misogyny. It's just all misogyny. You'll see someone. You'll see people uh, trying to insist that like chromosomes are proof that they, you know you can absolutely never truly change sex, or you have Richard Dawkins published a really long thing in the New Statesman about um about uh, uh, gametes. But it's like a lot of their shit comes down to believing that like testosterone is everything, and furthermore, believing that trans women like. Testosterone will somehow linger in trans women no matter how long they've had transitioned yeah. for. But uh but trans men, like the testosterone like the, their transition is real, right? And so it's like 
trans men get all the advantages of testosterone, but also so do trans women. And it's only cis women who are the, the like vulnerable group. And like, um, I don't know. I've been pondering over the, the kind of nature of like why there are so many women, uh, in, in this thing, like why, why this is successfully won over like, women to be uh class traitors uh, on behalf of the patriarchy recently i think that like a lot of it comes down to like feminism in the imperial core getting co-opted into like a a bourgeois feminism like entirely yeah. and like people have pointed out for a long time that like tough like t- like the, the the feminism that turfs have is like white feminism it's middle class feminism as well as trans exclusionary it's also sex worker exclusionary but it's like it's specifically it's bourgeois and then they don't want it to like they just don't want uh equality and freedom from the patriarchy for all they want it just for them and they explicitly want to keep anyone else from getting it yeah there's um a thing that i've noticed with a lot of um maori women that get sucked into like trans movements and stuff where they start like advocating against maori interests you know where it's like this thing where they get sucked into it and all of a sudden they're like yeah it's it's wild to watch and it's like you know like they you know like it completely at odds with their own like you know like lived reality kind of like experience or whatever like that you see them like advocating for like the most like ridiculous shit that you can imagine and then it's just like wow it was like like you got in through the you got in through the turf shit and now you just like yeah now you're yeah. fully deranged like, it is a pipeline like yeah because yeah. like it's it is kind of crazy to watch like how far people drift off because like like even just if you like years ago like a lot of like the turf space and stuff it was actually still like outside of the turf shit often still somewhat like a leftist group of people not like leftist leftist but like left-leaning and now they're all just like they they, they are just explicitly collaborating with nazis they do not yeah, fucking yeah. give a shit about collaborating with nazis even on other issues and it's just like yeah there there is the whole i mean that's the point at the end of it especially of like this whole conspiracy is that it is supposed to be a stepping stone to to just a conservative right-wing fascist state i mean not to be too like not to be uh too like left uh, red planets the 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 only good one or whatever but like we like i think a lot of this has to do with the collapse of the imperial core and like people being implicitly aware of how much uh like the imperial core is not going to be able to hold the power structure that it has and a lot of people just trying to grab up like whatever a glimpse of like protection they think they can get before before shit like before their shit is completely comforted and dumpstered by the inevitable collapse of american imperialism i mean red planet is is the best one i mean it is the best one i just wanted to like it's just like we're not seeing like you know like left-leaning people who are then just like completely you know co-opted into into siding with nazis or uh you know people who think 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 they are left-wing who are like left-wing influencers who end up siding with nazis or any of this stuff it's like they're ultimately the 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 big thing they're falling for is a chauvinism of the imperial core and they don't have the language to understand or describe that i'm not sure that they would choose the right side if they could if they could describe it properly but like that is that (laughs) is the thing they're falling for anyway uh maya what is what is stalkerware all right, so now okay. let's get into the let's horrible the... world of stalkerware. Uh, I, I do want to. I do want to actually preface this with a content warning. Uh, this will be a. Uh, this section will be about like abuse, about controlling behavior, especially parental abuse, 
and like just yeah controlling behaviorals and relationships and i will talk about some of that in some details and yeah um appreciate it cool because yeah um right uh stalkerware uh it's it's a type of spyware it's commercially available spyware how wonderful the world of today is um which mostly the idea is uh this is the thing you put on your child's device um so you can see what they're up to it's like life 360 uh though like but hidden so it's not visible like you can do this without consent which obviously it always says that you are legally required to get consent to install this hidden spyware uh which yeah, legal, legal disclaimers. We love them. Um, but basically, like, I'm also just for clarification, when I will talk about software such as Life360, which is the like more socially accepted sh- shit, I will also get into why that's still bad. Uh, well, I, I refer to that as watchware because it's, it's a visible thing. It's still in the same category as stalkerware, but stalkerware ex- is explicitly uh, commercially available spyware, which hides itself in some way or another or disguises itself. Um, and yeah, basically the marketing of it usually for the most of the bigger softwares is like this is the best like child tracker to keep your child safe from bullying and from other things. And then some of them have this cool statistic of we have prevented 980 bullying cases, which however they are tracking that. There is even one that just says they have prevented free school shootings. And I'm like, how can you, can you show me where you got that data from? <laughs> That is uh, fucking astonishing. Yes. And it's, it's a lot of it is like, yeah, it's just the best phone tracker for parental control. And like, and it's always about worrying less. And like, I just want to preface this with if you are a parent and you are using a tracker on your child, you are failing at parenting. Uh, b- because you are not that you're, you're trying to solve an interpersonal issue with technology. And like, I'm a technology person and I'm going to tell you that doesn't work. Uh, you cannot p- patch away social stuff with, with technology. Uh, and you're not going to get more trust from a child by just spying oh, on them. Can you the pro- fucking imagine if you found out that like your parent had put something like that on your phone? Yes. That would be, that would be the fucking end of it. That would be the fucking end of it. Yes. Because like the basic idea is, oh, my child doesn't tell me they are in trouble at school. What is the solution? Do I gain the trust of my child? A. Do I spy on my child in a hidden <laughs> way and make sure I know every single step they take, every message they send online, every picture they take? Uh, yeah. Which of these options will make your ch- child actually be better and be safer and do better? Um, yeah. Obviously, you spy on them. Uh, no, uh, that's the only that's the only solution. Obviously, yeah. And that's uh, assuming then, that the then, software. I'm oh, sorry. That's assuming the software is only used for children. Yes, as well. I'm about to get into oh, sorry. that right now. The, the, this software originally, because for the longest while, like the people researching software like this were mostly okay with it being used on children. Uh, for the long, I love the infosec industry. Uh, yeah, uh, but like. Originally, this was mostly referred to as spouseware because this is also used in uh, relationships um, by controlling partners who like think their partner is uh, like cheating on them. Some of these softwares very explicitly advertise as that with catch a cheating partner, whatever, whatever. Um, yes, uh, that's the other use of this, which is fairly prevalent, which both of these are equally bad. I'm just going to say that you do not have more you are not do not have more agency over your child than you have over your partner these are both equally bad uh so yeah just because i want that opinion of mine to be very clear but also the fact that you can't just 
blatantly oh, advertise I mean, your software for yeah not that i child, expect any child anger. liberation is absolutely uh, yes yeah but i think one of the I, most oppressed yeah. groups and so no i'm, I'm just co-signing yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. not trying to yeah i yeah, yeah. fully agree from the red planet team yeah cool. same yeah. yeah uh and like the the other problem that then obviously comes with this is this is yes al- already the fact that commercially available spyware is a thing uh, you can just pay a little subscription fee and spy on half the people in your life. Uh, it's, it's great. It's, it's very normal behavior. Yeah. And yeah. So, well, since for a few years now, uh, these have continuously been hacked, uh, mostly by hacktivists, mostly to expose them, mostly to get these companies shut down. Uh, one of them actually just recently got fucked over in court, partially because they got hacked originally in 2020 and then even more again. Um, there's very little journalism happening on these providers as well. Shout out, and, and this place to, to Zach Whitaker from TechCrunch, uh, who has been working in this area since at least 2020 when I first worked with him, uh, on a stalkerware story, when I first hacked the stalkerware software. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, basically, right. Then the premise is I'm trying to do a series called hashtag fuck, fuck stalkerware, uh, where the goal is that that we are just going to slowly like fuck over this industry. We're going to hack every single provider. I'm actively like trying to get people to send me data, trying to get people to send me intel, uh, trying to get insider info. If anyone from the industry wants to talk to me, I will grant them anonymity under the like principle that they talk, <laughs> like that they do actually talk to me. Like I'm willing to engage in actual journalism because I'm very interested in how this industry works on the inside, of course. Uh, and well, yeah, since this series started and, and June, uh, three of these have been hacked. Uh, this all started with like the first thing that was like sent to me like a few days after starting the series, which was Let Me Spy, which is a Polish company, which, uh, after this hack has now like a week or two ago shut down because, uh, well, the person who hacked them, among other things, deleted all the data. So, uh, incredibly yeah. based. Yes. Uh, a thing I usually refrain from because it can, like, uh, escalate situations in homes where this stuff is being used. So I'm generally like, I try to not interact with the data besides copying it and sending it to journalists. But, uh, yes. Uh, that's where it kind of starts. Uh, I try to go over all of these. I try to go look into, like, the statistics. I especially also always find it very interesting in the list of email addresses to search for dot gov. Uh, because one thing you will keep finding is like random police officers who probably spy on their children. You will find uh, U.S. You will find U.S. correctional of, uh, facility officers who are probably using this for parole monitoring, which this is not the software you're supposed to use for that. But it's always interesting when commercial spyware that is very insecure is being used for government jobs. Um, for one of the softwares, I'm pretty sure that it was at least evaluated by the Colombian National Police because like five people from there signed up and then didn't really use it. So I do want to I do want to uh stress that we've just had a chatter um who said that yes we should spy on children with stalkerware 
um, and then claiming it is impossible to explain to people who don't have kids how kids are. So you you must spy on them all the time. And well, I, just, I for one was never a kid, so I don't know what the, like they. Um, well, this is the thing they, they imply that we don't know what it's like to be a kid. Like we were kids once. Do you not like you, yes. what is wrong with you? Anyway, sorry, I just had to. I think it's also <laughs> important here to say that whenever I talk about this on Tumblr about this topic, I get like fifteen anonymous ass telling thanking me for working on this because they had parents spying on them with shit like this, and none of those people talk to their parents anymore. Just for context. Uh, if you use shit like this on your children, they will not talk to you ever again. You will lose your child. So yes, do do not just don't. Yeah, the thing the thing I did want to say just quickly about the general opinion of monitoring your children's internet uh, usage. Uh, there's a tool for that. It's called talking to your children and talking to them about what they do online. They already literally been, they invented a tool for that before there was software. It's called like yeah, like. You you don't need to be a controlling piece of shit to know what your children are doing. You just need to be nice. Capitalism will literally make parents become cops to their kids. It's fucked. It's completely yeah. It's 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 also like yeah. I I I do like I like in very many quotes the testimonials in some of these softwares where it's like yeah. So we used this, and then we found out our son was depressed, so now we talk to him a little more, and he doesn't seem depressed anymore. And it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like, you, need, you, needed, you needed to pay 70 bucks for an app to tell you that maybe your son feels lonely and left alone. I mean, I'm, at least I'm glad they took, like, kind of the right message out of that, but mm. also, holy shit. Like, they got there in the end. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, like, the one question I do always just have is if you're a parent and you use this and you find out your kid is being bullied at school uh, or you find out your kid is doing bad or your kid is doing something you don't want them to do, how do you react? You already resorted to weird technology. First of all, I yeah. couldn't tell my child, like, lol. So basically, I've been, like, spying on you for the past year. Uh, I hope you're okay with that. And if not, well, too bad. Uh, anyways, we saw that you're depressed. So... Uh, we didn't talk to you until now, but, uh, we want to do something about, I think, I just, I just cannot imagine a way in which this would help even, even like, I cannot come up with any scenario where this wouldn't no. be actively harmful. No. In like 15 ways. It's always going to be actively harmful. Like even, even back in the day when I was having trouble with like, you know, moving around when I was younger and stuff, I had a stepdad who was a piece of shit. Um, and you know, like even then, there was no fucking tracking software in, 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 in that time. And like, even then, like my, my, my parents, like three years later than it should have happened saying like, yeah, we think we're going to send you to a counselor was like, Oh great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good, good fucking job gang. Like you, you killed it. Like so glad, yeah. so fucking glad. And then the counselor told me that I was just being a, an attention seeker. So great. Wow. Just I, great. I, I, so, I don't have a good segue into saying, let's talk more about stalkerware. No, 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 we yeah. should, we should, we should. <laughs> yes, anyways, um, I was going to go more into, like, some of these other ones. Uh, I found the spy hide one very interesting. That was the, a hack I did myself. I'm just going to come out and say, I don't fucking care. Uh, I don't what? care if this, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to assume here this Iranian company is not going to manage and sue me in Switzerland for making spyware that I then hacked. So uh, <laughs> I will just, I will just come out and say this straight away that yes, I did hack spy hide. Uh, as I already said, it's an Iranian company made, like, yeah, 
which was interesting because they were everything was bad about their software, like besides the like ethical things. Uh, it was very easy to get into. It was very easy to steal all of their data, like literally all of it, all of their websites, their entire database, all of the files. Like this was one of the things which also. It does fun shit such as uh, having a button that lets you record the ambient audio from the phone of the person you're spying on. Uh, so you know what's happening in the room there. Uh, this, yeah. Um, it's wild. I'm thinking about the people who developed this software and I'm thinking for no reason about the ending of the film Midsommar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, um, also for this, I did find out one person who at least worked on this a uh, number of years back for a little while. I tried to reach out to him. Yeah, he then eventually got back to me when I published his name on my website to tell me that he has not worked at this company forever. They didn't pay him. It was a shit job. And uh he didn't tell me anything about how he feels about it morally, but he didn't seem like too into the idea overall. Uh his name is now not in the article anymore because it was like, okay, you are not involved in this at this day. It's it's okay. Uh yeah. It's it's still uh yeah, the thing is that in the end I also found like other things on this guy I accidentally hacked this guy uh so sorry s- sorry Medi. uh or not really but kinda uh but yeah basically like this this was a fun thing it was also fun to write up like i enjoy writing these up uh, especially when i get a detailed write up or when i do because in the end i don't know it kind of ends up becoming tutorials for various like strategies for getting into shit and i mean Someone's got to do the, like, low-key tutorials online. Um, yeah, they also published a teaser with, written with sad, not with, with, a, with a C or, the, or an S. It's the teaser, uh, for the software, which is like the most 2012 Minecraft intro core video about how you should be a controlling piece of shit. Uh, so, yeah. That's um, the most cursed thing I think anyone's ever yes, said. The, th- the thing is also with this company, <laughs> they, they wow. had like, they had like 700,000 user accounts. The, the amount of people using these Whoa. software is, it's <clears throat> fucked up. Um, it's extreme. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were like about 60,000 devices that were spied on using this software. There was one user who on, on his own, uh, was spying on 30 people, uh, over a span of like four years. Uh, and it's just like shit like this that does just make me like some, like, I don't know, like that, that was uh, after that, I was like, I need a break from Stalkerware. I cannot, like, I cannot do this anymore for a while. Like, I don't know, like, I keep working on like extremism shit and on like shit like uh, abuse stuff. And it's like, this is important work, but also Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, it, it's, it's hard to, to work through sometimes. Uh, but like, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm doing it. It's just kind of sad that like most of the reporting on this that is happening is from the Coalition Against Soccer, where shout out, um, which is the EFF and a bunch of antivirus companies, uh, with basically the main plan being mobile antivirus software generally highlights soccerware and explicitly explains what it is and how to deal with it. Uh, good. Yes. And they also do like support for victims so they can like help figure out how to get out of situations. And yeah. Um, and well, Zach from TechCrunch and me, we're like the people who report on this, the people who work on this. I'm just glad that me going out, like, fuck it. I need to do something against this again. It's been since 2020. I know more shit now. I have a bigger platform. 
Let's go against Docker, where it has already resulted in three of these companies getting hacked. One of them already having gone like blind, uh, blank. Then there is the other one, Own Spy, which got hacked like a few days ago, which I wrote up two days ago as well. Um, at least part of their infrastructure has now been taken down after they got asked for comment by TechCrunch. Uh, so. Yeah. Also, apparently their data was also deleted. It was at least what my source claimed. So, yeah. Good yeah. job, based, etc. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I've been, I had a... Uh, also, one second. Pen. I just realized I forgot to put this in in the SpyHide article. I'm just going to say it here. Uh, they're doing the usual strategy people in this business do when they get hacked, when anything happens. is uh, They just rebranded. They're now OO Spy instead of SpyHide. Uh, I don't think they informed any of their customers that their login page is now on a completely different server and they just pretend to be shut down, but are running under a different name now. So they are operating as OOS by now. I think we, I think we like kind of semi accidentally got their PayPal shut down though. Uh, I assume they have a new one by now, but maybe they, maybe they lost some funds at some point and. Yeah, I don't know. Like the thing I do always hope coming out of this is like that various orgs, like uh, some of the people I do also send this data to is like various domestic abuse support groups and and like uh, victim support groups, especially victim support groups who do like information security work, who like do shit also like against revenge porn and things like that, uh, uh, who are like experienced in working with data, who are experienced in working with victims. And which I do hope that like usually these hacks do help some people out of situations like this. And yeah, because like the, the support need here is massive. I think that the interesting thing I do also always find is like, because all of these basically do back up like text messages and shit. And it is looking through this because it's just somewhat just to get an idea of things that are going on. And holy shit, the amount of like proof of crimes that you just get from having spyware on hundreds of thousands of people's phones. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then the other thing is, like, you can just technically, like, if you have this on a victim's phone, you can take over accounts because you get their two FA codes. Yeah, yeah. You get their yeah. two-factor codes. I mean, you were oh. just saying before that you were like, oh, well, you know, we had their email as well, but it's like, like, when you've hacked stuff or whatever, it's like, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, if you have someone's phone and you have, like, their email, their bank account, all that kind of stuff like that, you can do damage but yeah. yeah um i was gonna say a friend of mine actually had this happen to her years ago now and um yeah her partner her abusive partner ended up being able to take over everything and even to the point that he was able to send messages from her phone to her family members and everything like that to kind of fuck with everything but the reason that, the way that she actually found out was um another big like you know fuck up from the companies just showing how bad i guess their security stuff is was um she just had a, it was like, um, you know, like a little notification update, I mean, an update notification saying like, oh yeah, like this app is like updating on her phone or whatever. And she was like, I don't know what that app is. And um, it was something, it was masquerading as something else. It was like a basic thing, like a calculator or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's usually either calculators or they pretend to be a system component, like it's called like system update or it's like Wi-Fi. And then sometimes they are actually a shortcut on your home screen that just opens the Wi-Fi screen in settings, but it's just actually like their app just because, yeah. So, so yeah, it was just something like that. And then she just kind of did a little snooping and then she Googled it and then it all came up and it was like, oh yeah, stalk aware, all this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was huge. It was like, even just dealing with it was like a huge chapter. 
you know, in her life or whatever. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it is happening out there. All it takes is for some controlling dude to yeah. you know, jump on Reddit or whatever and be like, Hey, you know, like, what can I do to, you know, find out where my girlfriend is going every day? Like, you know, she says she's going to work, but whatever. And then, um, yeah. And that's, that's literally all it takes to get it, you know, I think what's also important to mention here for people who do find out that this is being used against them. First of all, for all of the ones I mentioned that have been hacked, uh, when you search for it on Google, you will probably one of the top results will probably be the TechCrunch article on them. Those always have a guide for finding out if this app is on your phone and how to remove it and which hotlines you can call to get help, at least in the US. Uh, the other thing is in many countries, using software like this against you uh, without your consent is illegal. Uh, the use of such software is often very, very, very useful in domestic abuse cases because it is like fixed proof that someone is doing abusive shit against you, uh, which is hard to get in like abuse cases usually because there's often not like much material proof. Uh, this is material proof. You can use this in a court case against like an abuser if you need a like a restraining order or whatever. Just I want this out there. This is like a thing. That is like, obviously it fucks you up, but like, this is a thing you can use against your abuser, uh, legally. This is a thing you can use against your, uh, abuser, uh, in court. So I'm going to get the TechCrunch article and link it in chat. And, uh, I think we'll try and put it in the description of the podcast. Also, uh, if you're listening to the podcast version. And also, uh, there's the coalition against stalkerware. Stopstalkerware.org. This has like all the info on all the things. Uh, this also has the things on the legal state of stalkerware, especially in the US and what the EFF is currently doing to, uh, combat it. Um, there is at least some of the bigger providers, like the one that just lost in court. They are now required to show a notifications to victims so they know that there is an app on their phone spying on them, which obviously doesn't entirely solve the issue. It's still a US court. They're not going to actually fix the issue, but that's a massive step and it's precedent. Uh, they, it's obviously worded in a way where they're trying to make it hard to use it as precedent. It's, it's US courts making good judgments. So of course they make it hard to use it as precedent. But so there is precedent there. I feel like it kind of defeats the whole point of stalkerware. There's notifications popping up. Obviously. The, yeah. But mm. it just like, then, then, then like, how are they selling this software? I don't understand this. this I mean, then it becomes more something again, like, like Life 360 or whatever, where it's like a, oh, this is with consent when, when it kind of forgets, like, forgets, like, obviously forgets that on purpose that there is like power levels in play. Like, that's why. Why, why it's, it is not possible, especially for a child to consent to being spied on by their right, parents. Right. Absolutely. You know, and like they can, a parent can be like, Hey, look, you know, like I'm, I'm only going to give you a phone if we have this on here. You yeah. know, like the only way right, you can have yes. this is if it's on here or like, you know, there's like so many situations where it's like, you know, even with, you know, like how abusive people can be quite manipulating, like, I mean, obviously, but, you know, you can like imagine someone being like, hey, look, I, I need to, for your safety, I need to know where you are because of, you know, whatever situation or whatever like that. I need to, you know, like what if something happens? Um, so you should put this app on your phone. I think the way, especially life physics, there is more things like that who are like more open and like, it's usually that they have this thing where like it's two ways. So like you also see like where everyone in the family is and it's like the whole idea of, oh, this is, but, but like even then, like obviously that's still not a thing you can consent to. Like as you cannot con like, 
This is not a thing you can consent to as a par- as a partner being abused. This is not a thing you can consent to as a child. Um, mm-hmm. just because due to the like power differences uh, going on and due to like the risks you would get into by not consent. Like, and, and that's, I think the thing people do forget a lot when they make arguments for these apps, which like, sure, for like Life360, there's like probably like two, three good use cases where like, it, I guess it makes sense. Like if someone is actually doing risky shit and like, yeah, whatever. Or you can be like, Hey, I'm feeling unsafe. Can you please have this? So like you can see where I am. And so I feel more safe, whatever. Like there's like just a very limited number of use cases where something like that makes sense. But people like to just wholesale defend these on the point of, well, you know that this is happening and you like, this is the thing you see. And like, no, <laughs> that that's just completely ignoring. Like, like again, the social aspect, this is, this is, these are apps trying to solve social problems with, with more technology. And also just to add to what you're saying about like people knowing doesn't negate the abuse. Many people are in abusive relationships and they are aware that they are abusive like they are being hit in the face, that is not something that they're like oblivious to, yet they remain in those relationships. And I would never say that them remaining is the sign Absolutely. that they're consenting to being hit in the face, you know? <laughs> so it's like any other form of abuse. Yeah. Awful. I think that's everything I have for now on Stalker Bear without going into like technical details, which I don't think makes much sense here. I think one thing though, uh, that's uh, like a little more funny is for own spy, how they are like, this is the most privacy focused parental control app. Uh, they finally made privacy focused spyware. It that this whole section on how <laughs> privacy focused it is ends in like us. Apple always believed that your data belongs only to you, which is really funny for an app that is made to steal someone else's data. But, um, right. Yeah. It's just. A funny in this like sad ironic way of yeah of this yeah. just funny in the way lots of weird dystopian shit is kind of funny and like, like um yeah. what is it southland tales the um the movie it's yeah. just like everything is like so ironic and like you just you know it just jokifies you yeah <laughs> i i i think i think like also just i i kind of need the ability to be able to kind of joke about this given like I don't know. This is my work in a way. Like this is, this is what I do. And this is shit I need to read about every day. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's kind of like that gallows humor thing where it's like, you just around it so much. And it's kind of like, this is really horrible, but you know, it's... yeah. Okay. It's time for the funny energy drink that looks like a hand grenade and has this cover, this pin thing. I'm just <laughs> drinking one, one silly drink after another right now. Um, I'm the only one who doesn't drink energy drinks. I feel like everyone I, I know drinks energy drink drinks. Yeah. Okay. I, I, drink, I try to avoid. I drink so many. I'm just like such a trans girl stereotype. And I was going to say maybe it's a trans femme thing that like the yeah. energy drinks. <laughs> yeah. The monster energy drink. Yeah. yeah. No, but I think I think we can lighten up the mood a bit unless Sophie has like another question prepared. I would have like a funny blog post to talk about. Um, what well, which which let's is just, it, let's just do that. Which is my funny tale of the the, the the blog post is titled "The iFunny Clone That Isn't," uh, <laughs> and this is like an exploration I did like a while ago. I don't know. I maybe some of you have read this either here uh, on my website or on Tumblr. It was originally a Tumblr post, um, but uh, I first did this whole uh, investigation like a few months ago. Uh, when I first saw an image online, a meme which had a footer that says "America's Best Picks dot com." 
uh, oh, like an, yeah. like an iPhone. It was just yeah, and I was like, okay, what the hell is americasbestpicks.com? So <laughs> you go there and it looks like, huh, this is kind of like an iPhone clone with even more racist people on it. Um, because it's <laughs> called America's Best Picks. Um, yeah. and then like, I was like, okay, I need to, I want to figure out what company this is. Maybe this would be a fun little hacking target. Just as a funny little side project, uh, just to figure out how this works. So I like, open developer tools like just in my browser basic and suddenly see like wait their javascript files are hosted on static.ifunny.co and i go oh. like huh wait <laughs> what is going on here yeah, yeah. Uh, so like yeah i look at it a bit more i see okay they have a mobile app it's published by funtech publishing limited um which is already ringing a bell in my head and i'm suddenly like wait right I'm funny is, is run by Funcorp, which horrible fucking name, the most dystopian <laughs> shit ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, 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 uh, side note, Funtech is a word invented by iFunny to describe their industry. They work in Funtech. Oh my God. This, it's, it's, I don't know. They just want to be some dystopian supervillain company, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like something like fun, fun tech would have like the highest suicide rates or something absurd. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I like looked, looked a bit into like ownership and stuff. So I like looked into like corporate, corporate info on fun tech publishing, which it's actually a limited company. It's not just them lying on the play store, like every other company with 15 <laughs> subsidiaries, but no fun tech publishing does exist. And it's also in Cyprus. For some reason, they're headquartered in the exact same city as iFunny. Uh, slash Funcorp. Hmm, that's interesting. And then I was like, ha, huh, that's an in- that's an interesting name who's the like and then I was like, ha, huh, the main company officer is Irina Antipina. And wait, then I clicked on her name and then it's like similarly named officers. Fina Antipina, director, I funny US Incorporated. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, uh iFunny is running iFunny clones, which um I, I I didn't write this in this blog post, but that is a pretty common like monopolizing strategy is running mm. your own like competitors because that way you get more and more control of the market, right? Um by just yeah, but they basically made an America focused iFunny clone. Um I love that this is being done from Cyprus as well. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 interesting. They all, and also under under Funtech, they also have various other apps. Uh, one of which is like some shady TikTok clone where you can, in some way, get paid to use the app. The Always a fan app. favorite. It's like yeah, yeah. advertising shit. Like it's. Not shady at all, obviously. Um, <laughs> which also, side note, is listed under a different company and under a different corporate structure on the Play Store, even though also being listed on the Funtech website. Uh, I ne- haven't dug further into that yet, but I'm curious how far this rabbit hole leads of iFunny subsidiaries, which aren't uh, technically subsidiaries, but just so happen to be run by the same people and have the same name and in the same industry and using the same servers. And they also have a WhatsApp status saver, status saver app, like one of those apps that lets you like save other people's WhatsApp status images. Um, obviously with ads in it. Uh, and then some weird other meme focused TikTok clone. They've run two TikTok clones. And yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's the most, it's the like most cringy TikTok clone ever. Wait, I, I think it's, it's called Fun XD. 
Um, Phonics. Phonics. <laughs> great name. And it's the world's fin- funniest videos and pics. And it's like the, the advertising images on the poster. It's like a Doge meme and like other 2014 ass memes. It's great. Uh, definitely going to download that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Wait, I just clicked on this again. Does America's Best Picks not exist anymore? Oh, oh no. no. Will America get down. the Best Picks? How are we going to... Not from Cyprus. It's kind of giving me the vibe of like... Wait, you know, no, it does. Like, but their mobile app doesn't? It's like... You, oh, it you, does. Seems huh? legit. You get these kinds of like apps, adverts for apps coming up when you're watching like a porno. And it all be like, you need to, what are you doing masturbating? You need to fuck grannies in, in your area. Yeah. If you refuse My sex from the app, dead. you will be banned and all this shit. It's, just sounds like that, but I like. I think we like hang a, on different parts of the internet. You know? yeah. a, a funny, a funny <laughs> meme and like, you know, it's just, it, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Like what's the, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I. I actually, I love that kind of stuff. I actually um, had a friend who had a little kind of weird gig where she was uh, making those ads. And um, yeah, apparently a lot of the trick to them is, well, or what they want is for them to look as shit as possible because then it's relatable, which I thought was pretty amazing. You know, like it's like, it's got to look like it was just like the ad was not together by like you know like a horny housewife on craigslist or some shit like that (laughs) right 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 yeah that makes sense i do find it interesting just how like yeah how like the reason i always emphasize that i find this generally a bad problem even if it's only used on kids or even if it's used with consent it's just because that's just such a normalized thing in the society. Like that, like the whole just idea of the children are just property. I'm still amazed. I got to like do that whole rant on the fucking Malware Bytes podcast, like the antivirus software podcast. And I think it's funny that the one thing I said one while recording it, like basically as a joke, that they actually put that in the blog post about it. Where, where I just said, I'm, I'm the person here who can say this because I'm not employed by malware bytes, but we need to hack more of these companies. And they actually <laughs> put that in the blog post. Oh, <laughs> because yeah. like, yeah, obviously like th- that was basically made clear to me and like communications before is that they obviously cannot officially endorse this, right? Because they're an empire. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, but it's just they probably knew that getting someone like you. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was, I was surprised in the first place that like, I got in, invited on a podcast by like an antivirus. So not because I like question their intentions in this regard. Like they're a part of the coalition against stalkerware. They have a very clear position against stalkerware. They are also saying that like this is helpful to them. Like data like this is helpful to for working against this. It's just that yeah, obviously they cannot explicitly endorse hacking at the anti-hacking mm. corporation. So. <laughs> It's so it's funny because like I can't I just can't understand how anyone would even um you know remotely try and defend themselves uh from from using yeah. software like this like you can't you can't you know I I think that's why it it it, it kind of makes sense in a way that they would have you on to talk about that stuff because like yeah. you know that then it's like well this is like a really important thing there's no I don't think there's any amount of like Ben Shapiro's in the world or, I mean, maybe Matt Walsh would probably give it a go, uh, you know, mm. or the guys on the Fresh and Fit podcast, even though they got 
band or something recently i don't know uh but like you know the, the, how can you defend like oh no i should be able to stalk my yeah. partner i should I, be able I, to I, I think the important thing also i want to mention is just that like even if you morally do not get why that's a bad thing just look at how like ev- how i think the list on wikipedia now of these servers that have been hacked is up to like 10 or 15 this <laughs> is a fairly this is not a big industry and like half of this industry has been hacked this should tell you enough about whether you should use this software. Yeah, like, yeah, you're not, you're not gonna get anywhere. The the idea that you know, like children, are your property and stuff is like extremely normalized in a lot of places. Like you know, especially in places like certain parts of America and stuff, where it's like that's just a given. You know, it's like a a cultural thing where it's like your kids are, are yours until they're grown up, and then they're never really their own anyway. But you know, um, so I feel like you know, on a podcast like Malware Bites, there's probably like a bunch of like techie people that you know, like because. It's that kind of thing, you know, like how like a lot of tech obsessed people will be like, oh, that seems like a great app. And like, you know, like I want to like, you know, keep an eye on my kids or whatever like that. And they would never even think about like the actual kind of like moral kind of side of things, you know, the implications of it or whatever. So I think it's good that like, you know, they're getting people like you on there because it's probably some, I'm going to say fellow traveler autistic dudes that probably loaded that shit up on their kids at without even like thinking, you know, like without even thinking about it or whatever, just being like, this is cool tech. Like, hell yeah. Like I can see what my kids doing at lunchtime. I can see they're in the sand pit or whatever like that. And then being like, Oh shit, actually this is really fucked up. Like this is like, no, like I, I'm, I'm very glad. I was very positively surprised that they just let me do the whole rant about how the software, even shit like Life 360 is bad and that they gave me that platform on the like fairly big Malware Bytes podcast. That was, that was cool to see. And it's cool that I get to do this everywhere else as well. Uh, like I didn't expect people here to disagree besides maybe in chat, which, well, we, we saw, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If, if it's not a, if it's not a big industry, have we considered putting up like a fake storefront that ins- like when when the software is installed, <laughs> it just pops up with a notification being like, "Hey, someone did this. Uh, run, call the police." Uh, mm. Like when, when they make an account, it just like reports them immediately. That <laughs> is pretty fucking smart. This is why I'm friends with you. Although I don't think police are really going to be all that helpful. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that serious. Uh, you know, it, like <laughs> ultimate yeah. suggestions. Like you make an account <laughs> and it just like uh, takes you straight to Goatsy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you put in your account details to like pay for it or whatever, and it charges like a bunch of charges to like a really like questionable, you know, like I don't know something insinuating or something far worse. <laughs> the bank account gets shut the down. Payment, yeah, the payment details say Al Qaeda. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like it immediately calls the FBI on you. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and then the SWAT team like kick down your door and you know shoot you in the head or something. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right, we yeah. should um get started with questions because we've got a mm-hmm. lot. Oh yeah, let's do it. Cool. Uh um, great, by the way. This is fantastic. not a complaint. Fantastic. So so many uh, questions. Oxy Hickso, uh question from Maya. Is there much crossover between the stalkerware you've mentioned and LEO slash state level spyware? Not really. I was gonna go and get into that anyways, but then I saw the question and thought I would like take this mm. to here. But um 
Not really. Uh, like the thing, the thing about stalker, right? The, the thing I hate saying, but the thing that also makes it clear why the security is so bad. This is a really quick, easy cash grab for if you have a sort um, web development company. Most of these are made by like random consulting web consulting companies that, besides this, make like websites for their local for local barber shops and whatnot. Uh, and as their side hustle, they make a shit ton of money by paying like random people in third world countries to make them a mobile app for their really badly coded, uh, spyware app that they then sell to, to paranoid people. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, um, this is, this is like a huge general practice in, yes. in a lot of texts. Like there's, um, Grinder was, I, I've worked with the, the Indian developers who made Grinder. Very yes. similar kind of like. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's a general practice. And this is like even more like, yeah, this, these are all like, just not people who otherwise work in spyware. These are, these are just people who want some quick bucks. So yeah, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, this is a business you can very easily make a lot of money with because you are like, the, the sad thing really is that there is also like, also like the people who pay for this shit are in a way also the victims because they are just being like, it's just playing into their fears. Like that's, that's yeah. like the whole idea of it is, is playing into fears of someone. It's, I, I'm pretty sure like a lot of people who use this shit would not be like as problematic of a person, as much of a controlling person. If they weren't asked this question of like, do you know if your partner is like, like cheating on you? Do, do you really know? Mm-hmm. Like download this app now to find out. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like the shit like this does stuff to people. And like, this is not me trying to defend abusers, obviously, but it's just like, I feel like many people wouldn't be abusers if they weren't like every day by advertisements, like even outside of this, constantly asked the question of, do you trust your loved ones? Oh, no. It's also like the idea of like, you know, like the, you know, it's like fucking putting on a, you know, like the one ring or some shit like that. It's like knowing that there is like this power there that you can get, you yeah. know, it's like for a lot of people that are a bit insecure who, you know, perhaps a bit op- opportunistic or whatever like that, they're going to, they're probably going to jump on that, you know, like even if they're like, you know, or, you know, even I feel like even just like knowing that the technology is out there would be a corrupting influence on people that yeah, already absolutely. are a little bit shitty, you know, like yeah. uh, people that are a little bit shitty are going to get a lot more shitty if they, um, you know, they have access to that. Yeah, that was basic, basically my point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, the next one we've got here from uh, Mira Esmar, um, Christian. Any ideas on why don't the more popular newspapers talk more about the state of stalkerware? Are they afraid of being hacked? And do they profit too much to shed light on the problem? I think, okay, like, in part, this is somewhat a hard topic to cover, like, accurately. It's a difficult topic to cover, like, mental health-wise. This is not, like, like, I've talked to this especially also with SAP. Like, this is... I don't know, like everyone who I know who works in reporting on this, everyone who works in like hacking this, everyone who works in combating this. I know we're all tired. Like this shit has been going on for years. This fight has been going on for years. Uh, and like, I don't know, like there is journalism on this. Unfortunately, like most of it is fucking horrid. Like there was, I think the sun covered like the one hack. Obviously, like it made the whole British tabloid run. Uh, when, when like the, the, the like uh, spy hide happened. And it was all just like completely wrong and bad. And it's just, I don't think it's even scary. It's just that like a lot of other journalistic outlets don't have like the power to cover this. And 
while no one else is like really an expert in doing like first level or secondary reporting on this. Um, yeah. And, and then you have the whole thing of like, especially in tech journalism, like there's not a lot of people you don't take others, uh, niches, even though, even if they would probably often be glad to not have to cover a niche alone. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> And also getting shit published like this, uh, especially since a lot of it is about hacks. A lot of it is using hack data. It's, I feel like it's getting easier to publish shit based on hack data, but it's still like a thing, like a lot of people are scared about. A lot of people are scared of like doing, and a lot of editors are a bit apprehensive about, especially when it then comes to like complex social problems, such as like stalker, where which, like yeah, it is a social problem. It's not not as uh, like much more than it is like a technological thing. I'll ask the next one. Um, so from Anarchic Alex, is it common for people to be tricked into installing Stalkerware remotely, and how can they protect themselves from this? Also, is it being picked up on and blocked by antivirus uh, programs? Um, so yes, there there's not many another like do the remote installation thing. Uh, Spyhide was one of those. Uh, they had this whole thing where you basically tell your victim, oh, install this cool Tesla themed ringtone generator. They're not very creative with what they hide these apps at. And then like, oh, but you need to download it from this shady site, not Google Play. And also you need to enter my activation code. Uh, so if anyone just asks you to download an app of a random website and enter like their activation code, which is like, and also like, you see it like because you're being asked to install this yourself. The app will ask you for way too many permissions. Uh, in general, a ringtone creator does not need access to your camera and to everything on your phone and to your calls and to your messages. Uh, so yeah, like it's it's just and and yes, um, the like antivirus companies are basically all in like the coalition against Docker, where there is like there is like uh, as much as possible. They do generally detect that. Uh, that's like the one thing mobile's, mobile antivirus software is kind of good for. Uh, Google Play Protect will detect it. Uh, that's also a reminder if you are like, if you know you are in a like abusive relationship, if you have like a controlling partner, uh, if you're on Android, go check if Google Play, Play Protect is still enabled because the guides, um, I, uh, I think there should be a guide for how to enable Google Play Protect somewhere online. Uh, but basically, uh, all the guides for installing Stalkerware tell you to disable Play Protect because Play Protect is like the Android antivirus from Google. Um, and well, it obviously detects all of these apps. So yeah, uh, the, the, like you're, you're, you're like the person operating this will, will disable that on your device. Awesome. Cool. What's the next one? The next one. Uh, Mirror Restmer asks, uh, Price, sorry, I think that means Prince Harry, uh, sued some UK yellow page newspapers, The Sun, in parentheses, question mark, for hacking in with Stalkerware. This is one of the better known and maybe only such cases. Any opinions on this? I mean, huh. I'm not, I'm (laughs) like, Okay, I'm not, obviously I do not condone like hacking random celebrities and shit, and especially not from the sun, uh, but, <laughs> but I think that's interesting, like just generally as a case of a thing that happened. Uh, I don't know, I don't have a like a particular opinion on this other than don't spy on people, like I'm just generally against the concept of intelligence in that sense, uh, because it's bad. <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, and and also yeah, I'm against also British against tabloid the, press. <laughs> I'm also against the concept of intelligence. We shouldn't think anything. Uh, we yes, should never know true. anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking an anti-epistemological stance here. Knowing yeah. is wrong. Mm, yes. <laughs> right. Share if you don't think. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, we got another from James TVJ. Question, how safe are hackers in terms of being hidden if they do their due diligence? Could a case as high as the gas pipe, as the gas pipeline hacking be just as safe from detection as smaller efforts? I mean, okay, this is a question about OPSEC. I'm not really willing to answer OPSEC questions, but because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a person you should listen to about OPSEC, as you can tell from me being on the Red Planet podcast talking about hacking. Yeah, yeah, uh, open That is generally open. considered bad OPSEC. Uh, but <laughs> we will, we, uh, when, when we have this, OPSEC people on, please ask their OPSEC questions to the yes. OPSEC people. Uh, but the thing is, you can be safe, you could be unsafe. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, I don't know. You just need to know who you're up against. That's like the, the thing at the depends um if 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 state intelligence wants to find you they eventually will uh if you're lucky it might just take a few years <laughs> like that's yeah <laughs> so from demented mk uh maya how do you feel about the different ways people see you online in terms of the divide between funny meme tumblr stuff and serious hacking stuff uh yeah, I, I'm thinking glad that I am at this point both. Uh, but, um, it is always funny to me how many people who follow me on Tumblr do not know that I do this stuff. And then I routinely, whenever I post about like having written a thing on my website, I suddenly get like 15 anonymous ass, like, holy shit, you are that person. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's like LinkedIn, my bio and then my pin post. And like, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. Like it is, it really is the no reading comp- comprehension side uh, <laughs> <laughs> i have the same thing where i'll post a video and someone will send me an ask like i thought you were just the daily mail penis woman i had no idea you make content <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 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 funny for for me people like sometimes are like oh wait you're not just this funny person who suddenly appeared on tumblr and was really popular for no reason i i do love the thing i do love about tumblr is how no one really questions why the big blocks are big it's just like oh this is just we we have those here. Uh, <laughs> it's I don't know. That, like I'm I'm glad I'm not just the big funny Tumblr girly instead of still the big Twitter funny girly because the Tumblr is a lot better for my mental health. Uh, it's a lot oh, yeah. more fun to be posting on. Um, Tumblr yeah. is far superior. Uh, James oh, yeah. TVJ asked, uh, "How important is it to learn leet hacksaw speak?" I am fluent, but embarrassed these days. Also, I'm showing my age. Hmm. I think, yeah, you are showing your age. No, uh, <laughs> I, I was I think, um, I on think... a holiday the other week. I stayed. I was like, I stayed in room like one three three seven in a hotel, oh, yeah. and I was like, I'm never forgetting my room. Like this is, you know, I'm always yeah. like, was I on floor eight or whatever? It's like, no, I was on the the elite floor. <laughs> no, I think like for for like an I I think ironically, it's it's one of those things that are funny ironically, and I feel like it's always been a kind of ironic thing. We we just moved past the being cringe un, unapologetically phase, and we're now finally getting back into the being cringe era of the internet. So I feel like we should just bring it back. We should all just start using more typing quirks again. The cringe will set us free. It normally does. It's mm-hmm. true. Fear of cringe is the mind killer. It is. Um, what else have we got? 
Uh, Pizza Cata wants to know, Maya, what are the best energy drinks these days? Huh. Okay, so this this will not make sense to anyone here who isn't from Switzerland or has never been to Switzerland, but um, I regret to inform you that it is a cheap supermarket drink from Migro. It's the Empuche Pomegranate. It's the pink one, which makes it better already. And also it's pomegranate-flavored energy drink, and it's 55 cents, and it's the best energy drink you can get. So... Yeah, but I drink kind of all of them. I wanted to get one of these again today just because they're funny. They're like fucking hand grenade shaped. Like what what's not to love about hand <laughs> grenade shaped energy drink? Like it is one of those like tab thingies, so you do have to pull it up and to yeah, it's You gotta pull the pen. Yeah. That's the best uh, thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that energy explosion. <laughs> Yeah, I heard a lot of people talk about like the Aldi uh, energy drinks. I think I might even be, I might be, I might be making that up. Maybe they're the best in the UK. Maybe Maybe they're good in the UK. Yeah, the Aldi the energy drinks in Switzerland are really bad. Did anyone try the Coca Cola energy? It was just like flat Coca Cola. It I've literally was that right? Like they just like (laughs) leave it out. Oh yeah, 100%. Oh shit, we accidentally spoiled a huge batch of Coke. I'll we'll sell it as Coke Energy. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> does sound like a um a Coke move. Yeah, no one um, will be able to tell the difference from all the, the sugar in it anyway and the caffeine, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just Coke Energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, uh we do have uh, another question uh from someone I think this is a new chatter uh Sophie from Mars uh she says Maya how are you so cool cool and do you know you're my hero hmm. uh how am i so cool great qu- am i cool i'm cool uh <laughs> i don't know i i think i think like generally like what made me more like a person people found cool and the person i myself found cool was just yeah it's just the whole like be be cringe be free thing i'm just doing my shit and i'm having fun doing my shit i'm not at a point where i'm like i'm really doing my own shit like i'm somewhat living off of blogging i'm somewhat living off of doing content i accidentally like just kind of went into becoming a content creator by hacking the united states government i guess uh, it, it happens. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited also just generally for this year. Uh, there is now some, some cool projects lined up. I'm involved in some cool projects. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say is like, I, I have said this to many people when, when talking about some shit that's currently like going on is I always like, used to joke about how a few years back it wasn't yet clear if I'm going to be a film gay or a computer gay. Uh, well, don't worry about it. I'm going to be both soon enough. Uh, so, yeah, I will not say more about that. But there, there are cool, there are cool things coming. There is probably also soon going to be more Maya streams and Maya YouTube content again with 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 my wife. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if it is watching right now. Whatever, but like there there will be there will be more content other than just blog posts. There will be more silly content, uh, not just from me, but from me together with a partner. So, yeah. Ooh. All right. Pause in. Looking forward Pause to in. it. We already have like two video ideas. They're they're gonna they're gonna hopefully come soon enough. We keep <sighs> it, it among other things involves having to first clean up my room, which is eh. <laughs> yeah, I know them ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're stuck with Peterson when you need him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's absolutely great. Um, well, do you have 
as you did last time. I seem to remember the homework that you gave the chat and the listeners last time was watch the 1995 film Hackers. Right, yeah. yeah. And by the way, we did that in our community. We watched yeah. Hackers oh, yeah. together. Yeah. Do you I, I have... hope you all enjoyed it. I, saw I did. I did. I, I love that movie. <laughs> do, you, do you have any homework for our do sweet I have any new homework? nerd huh. listeners? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I, I I didn't think about it beforehand this time. This is like you you are clutching me off guard again. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, fine. That's completely fine. You know. Yeah. Um. I don't think I have anything in particular other than like hack the planet, which is now a hacker's reference. You now should all get because you all yep. did last time's homework. Uh. Hack so yeah, hack the planet and like hackers of the world unite. Uh, yeah. No, I will not tell people to watch the film Sneakers because it is like, okay, so you, so you, so you know how Hackers is the transgender hacking movie, right? Sneakers is like if they made hacking cishat. Uh, it's a cool, it's a cool movie, but there is no, there is no, like, it's, it's still like, I don't know. I, it's just Hackers is more trashy and it's better because it's more trashy and Sneakers. I agree. Not very good. This whole thing smacks of gender. I yell yeah. as I throw my VHS of sneakers into the bin. Yeah. I, I think it's funny how since I went on my whole crusade about how Hackers is the best movie ever, there are now more and more cool essays and video essays out about how it's the most transgender movie ever. I think today, uh, like uh, online sign uh, from Ireland, uh, an Irish online transgender sign they released, which had has a whole two page essay on how everyone in Hackers is, is is trans and, like, justifying it and explaining how their gender is presented. And, like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I am glad that I'm somehow making this movie irrelevant uh, in <laughs> culture. I'm, I'm still dedicated to that. But, I feel yeah. like there's, like, a string of these kind of, like, I guess, like, kind of these, like, techno thrillers that came out... Um, in like the 90s and stuff that are actually way more relevant now than they were then like um i recently rewatched one of my like old favorites from when i was young and i was just like holy shit this is this goes so hard but um i don't know if anyone else has seen strange days it's like an old catherine bigelow movie i think it's catherine oh bigelow. that's ringing a bell maybe it's yeah. um yeah it's a really good movie about um it's like this kind of like dystopian future where they have like a technology where you can um, uh, record someone's like, it's like basically people buy like these VR tapes of people's actual memories and experiences and stuff. And um, it kind of goes into this big conspiracy. It's got like Angela Bassett just like killing it in it. Um, it's it's a great movie. It can be a little bit hard to track down, but um, very cool. Like kind of, even like a lot of the stuff, it kind of goes into, it hints a little bit about stuff about like the move bombings and stuff like that, like kind of like Black Panthers and stuff. It's um yeah, it's it's very good. I I definitely that's last time we told you to watch Hackers. The time go watch Strange Days. That's, um, <laughs> that's my homework. That's not my homework. That's, that's homework from me. There you go. Very Special good. Tim homework, listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, homework mm. from hosts uh, is proportional to the number of hosts to recommend it. So a quarter of you need to watch Strange Days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. I agree. So, yeah, it's a good amount. The rest of you watch Please Baby Please. 
with uh, <laughs> uh, uh, from Angela Kramer. It's uh, really, really. If you uh, if you like queer stuff, oh boy, you're gonna like that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's really that's it. Um, I'm, well, if we're all doing this, I'm gonna recommend. I'm just gonna say everyone has to watch Akira. Um, yes, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Time yes. To watch Akira. I do also. Oh. I I agree. Yes, I mean. Yeah, um, read Akira too it's really good even as like a separate experience like not that either one is better or worse but like read it as well so yeah, he's got all the, Ka- the Akira um, books I'm looking at them right there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. if so, people don't know um, the Akira movie was made and released like uh, when the first five volumes are out so like the yeah. sixth one has a really interesting relationship to the movie where like yeah. the creator was able to kind of rethink what the ending was going to be about and and kind of how best to get across the ideas and whatever and what, what worked in the movie. And it's like neither are necessarily the superior thing, but it's like really yeah. interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's very Akira, good. what movie are you going to recommend? Jurassic Park? Yeah! Oh, very classic, Akira. It's, it's got nothing to do with anything we're talking about. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but I love know. that movie. I mean, I guess, DNA I mean, I guess if we're just already all recommending it, I, I guess I can just also reiterate, I think I feel like there's going to be enough people here who have not done this, but, but please, please watch Ghost in the Shell. Like, either the yes! movie or the series oh, yeah. or everything. And I'm probably the one single person in the world who actually likes the Netflix series, just because there is more content in the world. And I just like the world building of Ghost in the Shell a lot. But it's it's not like good, good. but it's more in the world. So it's like, I don't know. I love when you have the relationship to a particular franchise where it's like, this is at this point slop, but I need more of the slop because I like the flavor. (laughs) So just shovel it right in my mouth. Like, honestly, the worst bit about the Netflix thing is just that they made this weird 3D animation thing out of it. It's like, and it's like, it it could be so good if it was proper. Like, it would be, like, the story is really good in my opinion. I hate that they did a fucking cliffhanger after season one. I think season two is out Mm -hmm. now after that, but whatever. It's also great how, like, because there's so many series of this it's like the numbering of it gets so complicated and you don't know which goes where in the timeline like there's like three different like timelines of of ghost in the shell it's it's great i go watch all of it it's like you you can probably spend like a month watching nothing but ghost in the shell and you will not regret it mostly there's (laughs) like (laughs) Hmm. no it's really great and um mamoru oshi's other stuff it's great too. Um, Angels Eve. Yes, that the episode, good. one of the episodes being called Edgelord, the Revolution of the Fourteen Year Olds, is really funny. And it, <laughs> like, I don't know, like the new, it, it does play a lot into like the same shit they played by into back in the day, but like in the modern sense, it's great. I love it. It's fucking slop, but it's it's enjoyable. It's, <laughs> it's fucking it's slop. We love slop. <laughs> If you want but, some yeah, quality slop, by the way, I'm going to do two recommendations because oh, why not? Um, yeah. I made my community watch this the other day because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was just putting on crap that I just saw on like the homepage of my, my whatever. And what is this movie called? Shotgun Wedding. It's with JLo. It's a 2022 <laughs> JLo this, movie. Yeah. And it was like actually a really solid turn your brain <laughs> off like fluff film if you want a solid turn your brain off fluff film with 2022 j-lo looking fantastic shotgun wedding see it's I actually love good it. and fun yeah i love it when called... people say yeah are you oh i'm gonna i'm gonna turn my brain off and, and watch a movie i don't want to think about it too much because i'll put on like 
the most complex art house film yeah, I can't you've ever do that. seen in the world. But I also turn my brain off. So I yeah. just don't, yeah. I don't even yeah. remotely think about it. So. I mean, speaking of like Akira and Ghost in the Shell, I've done this both, like both of these like five times. And like, uh, Nat like was just like, I, I still don't understand what happens in any of these movies. We keep on doing it when it's like really late at night and I'm not in a state <laughs> to understand this movie yeah, at yeah. all. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Just watch yeah, the no, silly, just, like, fun cartoon. Shiny movies, cool things moving around. It's all yeah, good. It's Weird just stuff. like, I don't know, especially, I feel like, I feel like cyberpunk, like, lends itself really well to, like, the cyberpunk of the 90s and 80s and whatnot, because it's like, we're now living in this world that's portrays, and it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know, I could look at sign and it would be, like, the same except less cool, and somehow still less queer than these non-queer media pieces of media. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There, speaking of cyberpunk, there's a DLC coming out, I think, in September, and... Yeah. I don't know much about it except that Chloe's been following, Chloe and my community has been following up on it. And Faye said that they're in one of the trailers, they show you fighting cops, which mm. is a huge, if true, big, <laughs> if true, big, because the 20, Cyberpunk 2077, one of my huge criticisms of it and many other people's as well is that you're not supposed to fight cops. Like the game yeah. makes it really hard and it it's like you're deputized as this like kind of like yeah, you're, cop. Yeah, yeah, you're like a little, yeah. you're like a little baby cop where you're like, you, you, li- <laughs> yeah. you even have like cops tell you there's this crime going down. Can you please help us? And you can't stealth cops. If you, if you touch a cop, a drone pops out of nowhere and starts trying yeah. to kill you. Totally. Unlike, yeah. Any, yeah. So <laughs> it's just like real life. So if the, in fact, if the Cyberpunk 2077 DLC coming out in September does allow you to fight cops, I yeah. will be taking back a lot of, or I will be amending a lot of my criticisms for this game because that's funny. Yeah. That was yeah, huge. It's, it's, like, true. it's like there are various, like it's the, you know, fight, fighting against whichever group or gang, like there are a limited number of them and you can, you can sort of defeat a group of people. And then the cops are programmed in as this like, completely limitless resource that if you accidentally shoot at like a cop car in the game like like tim said like a drone pops out and then like it's just like forever um like end endless destruction uh whereas they should they should be kind of presented as like another gang in a sense you know that's what you should do in a game that's set in the real world i mean the real world sorry i meant the real world i meant uh cyberpunk world that's what i meant to say i'm in a cyberpunk (laughs) world sorry yeah no i i think that the thing like the cyberpunk game being kind of horrid in various ways but also kind of cool because it's cyberpunk and i will just forever love cyberpunk as a story it's i hate like like that's why i felt so guilty when the netflix anime came out and it was like the best shit ever and i was just like i just just like I don't want to enjoy it. I don't want to enjoy anything connected <laughs> to that video game. Why am I? En- why is this so good? And yeah, but I've I, been I, told to watch it, and I probably I need to. It's, actually, it's, it's, it's not anime, is it? Is it anime? Oh, it is. Yeah. It's anime. Uh... Yeah. And the thing, the, thing, the thing I do find interesting about it is how they actually like really made it impossible for themselves to make a second season in the same story because the story oh, just I actually like ends, which I do find really, really impressive for a Netflix series. Because, like, yeah, I would love to see more of this, but also, no, they actually finished the story. If they want to, they're going to manage to, like, somehow butcher on the second season. But I think they already officially confirmed that there will be no second season, that the story is over. Which, I'll believe it when I see it, but, like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Um, Yeah, I love it when they just... 
tell a story like they have a limited scope for the story and they just tell it and then they just walk away i i hate when they try and squeeze <laughs> some more juice out of there yeah, yeah. anyways i think we are had we have a, a little bit left in the show time so we should probably wrap things up so we can mm. uh do our end spiel but um does anyone any of the hosts have anything else to say before we um, say goodbye to Maya. Uh, Maya, Maya please, hack, yeah, hack the planet. Um, Maya, please come back on next time. You want to tell us about uh, yes, any yes. tech thing? You, you we, can, yeah, you can yeah, really yeah, invite me on as well. You we can always really invite me on to talk about tech shit or cyberpunk. A hundred percent. But you know, know better than us, so it's <laughs> we would, like we would love a, that. a regular tech beat would be very welcome on Red Planet. Mm-hmm. So oh, any anytime yeah. you have anything to talk about, um, yeah, I mean, and we'll keep an eye on your blog. If you just if you have a tech topic you want to talk about, you can also just like tell me. Hey, can you read up on this? Like, I'm I'm willing to come on here. Okay. Whenever. Fantastic. It's amazing. 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 <laughs> she she said it live as well. So you know, we got yeah. a record of it. It's written down. You can't get out of this now. Yeah, we're damn. gonna do one about the chess champion with the 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 Bluetooth butt plug, and then <laughs> you you could probably and my please give us an for that, extensive yeah. tech <laughs> breakdown of love ends. We need to know everything there is to know about them uh, hacking exploits um everything. Uh, i actually have seen a lot of stuff about people hacking yeah those but no devices. that's that's it's... why that's why it, that, that 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 would be cool but also there is the person for that which is the person behind botplug.io which is the open source uh tooling for it uh, oh, connecting no. all of these together uh they're very cool there's technology for connecting all of those devices to video games so you can finally oh, properly yeah, heal I've... slot uh, so yeah <laughs> oh that's yeah. so exciting actually for no reason actually, at um, all yeah I, <laughs> I own three I, of those devices <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i've seen people doing that yeah like, you know like yeah like my was saying heel slut you know like that's definitely a thing um and i feel like you know between consenting adults um you know, there's, there's fun to be had there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we should probably uh, wrap it up. Mm-hmm. But thank you so thank much. Thank you. Along. Can't wait yeah. to have you back. Um, you got anything yeah. else you want to plug? Uh, follow me on Tumblr. Uh, at yeah. 9crimeu. Uh, this is my main platform now. So, yeah. If you find my Twitter account, no, you didn't. Also hit the follow button. Um, <laughs> is, is your Twitch account also Nyan Crime Root? Yes, my Twitch account is also Nyan Crime Root. You can also follow me there. There will be streams eventually. For Right. Hell yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cat girls of the world hack the planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much, Maya. Thank you, Maya. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, that was a great show. That was, that was, yep. Always love having Maya on. The best. Um, but you know what else I like is when people support Red Planet on (gasps) patreon.com slash red (sighs) underscore planet. So why don't you tell me more about that, Tim? On our vibrating butt, butt, uh, plug (laughs) collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we, or Conrad's uh, producer themselves delivered to our houses yeah, by themselves. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, if we get if we get six more sickos, we'll be able to get. Um, uh, we can show you how for, sick we can for, really get <laughs> every every host and make the stream terrible. Um, yeah, yeah, that's our next um, fundraising stream. Um, <laughs> 
But yes, to answer your question, Soph, um, uh, so we have multiple tiers of membership that all, um, you know, uh, that'll grant you different different benefits. Uh, the first one we have is Sprite Mode. So Sprite Mode is uh, $3.50 New Zealand, I think $2 American, and is it like two pounds? It's about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, two pound. Yeah, yeah. Two two pound. Two of your finest great British pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so get started with your support for Red Planet by becoming a Sprite. The benefits include the sacred and forbidden knowledge that you are helping the Red Planet team, early access to VODs, access to the Red Planet Discord. As our friend uh, Matt and, earlier demonstrated. Yeah, yeah. And there. just um, you know, support <laughs> anyone remembers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Mule, what is the next tier? The next tier, Tim, is goblin mode. Everyone loves a goblin. It's £8.50, and that is uh, $10 if you're in the USA. And in New Zealand, $17.50. $17.50. Yeah. Uh, everyone loves a goblin. We all get a goblin mode, a little goblin mode from time to time. Complete your cabology by going goblin mode with everything from sprite mode, a pack of cool red planet stickers for you to stick in legal places and only places like that. Access as well to exclusive red planet discord hangouts uh so imagine that you could be with us in the discord not only in the discord um but watching stuff with us while we talk about it uh incessantly pausing the thing whatever it is uh, inserting our silly little comments imagine that that would be good wouldn't it for everyone and you can get that if you go goblin mode but what if you wanted to go a bit more than goblin mode carer great question mule you can go beast mode for twenty dollars a month or uh, uh, 17 pounds? Oh, she got it. Or $34.50. Really? Oh. Yeah. Thir- or 34.50. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to do math in my head. You, yeah, I'll trust you. I'll trust you. 34.50. Holy shit. Are you going to go beast mode? Well, then we can offer you all of the stuff from the lower tiers and pin badges. Yep. Pin badges. Wear, wear your excellent new Red Planet pin badge literally everywhere. It is completely cool and good to do. All right. All right. These are good, right? These are excellent tiers. Yep. But what if I'm just like... Like... <laughs> what if you're the kind of person who watches the Red Planet stream with a Bluetooth bot plug inserted <laughs> and uh, tuned to the sound of the stream? Yeah, what, what, if, if, you're, what short, if you're... What if you're me? Yeah, what if, <laughs> what if you're a sicko? Well, <laughs> we killed Mule. We did it. He's gone. <laughs> um, okay. Well, if you're a sicko, there is a mode for you, and it's called Sicko Mode. Uh, it costs eighty-five pounds a month. I think a hundred dollars a month. I think a hundred and eighty. It is. Uh, where is it? One hundred and seventy-two dollars per month. Oh, I was never going to get that. Uh, mm. If you support us this much, we can only really reasonably offer you all the stuff. From the lower tiers, plus very special thank you message at the end of every stream, which looks like this: JBP, Narrowlon, Starfire, and Queen Pib. Holy shit, you little sickos! Why are you so cool? Disgusting. So cool. Also, what the fuck? But also great. Based. But why? Three sickos. You. Thanks. Hooray. Ugh. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So thank. Thanks everyone. Um. As well as the. Uh. As well as the. 
Patreon. It's really important to remember also that we have some merch. Uh, you can see me modeling the merch right here, right, right, right th- there. Look, that's me uh, in our Queer Ooh. Existence is Resistance Ooh. t-shirt. Uh, you can also get it as a tote bag at mercenarycreative.com. That's Conrad's merch store. Uh, you can buy our merch there. There will be more merch soon, but for now, there's the Queer Existence is Resistance uh, Popper's Molotov. So check it out. Um, but, you know, that's that's how you can support the show in general. If I wanted to support uh, Kira in specific, what would I do? Well, you can go follow me on everything under Kira Chat. So Twitter, uh, Blue Sky, it's Blue Sky, or sorry, it's ch- uh, kirachats.bsky.social. Um, Twitch, or yeah, excuse me, twitch.tv slash kirachats. Just go to my link tree, linktra.ee slash kirachats. All of my links are there. Um, some very special ones, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Not safe for work, not safe for church. You know, they're 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 very interesting and spicy, but I can't Somewhere elaborate any a further. Priest is typing in a URL, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But Mule, what if I wanted to find you? Oh, you can find me on the internet. It's uh, linktra.ee forward slash DJ Mule, DJ M-U-E-L. Uh, I am at the minute, I'm very, very close to having finished editing uh, my patron exclusive video, which uh, turned into like a two hour long video. And I'm never going to do this again. It was a bad idea um, of like all the money. We always say that. It's just ridiculous. I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, what is an easy, nice thing that I can do for the patrons that's exclusive content? Well, I'll do a movie review of every single movie I watch every month. What I'm finding out is that I have no life uh, and I watch way too many fucking movies. And that's no one is going to want to hear me talk all about that. So in later months... It's going to be less. It might be like two or three movies. I don't know. But at the minute, it's like fucking 20 movies. So it's about two hours long. So, you know, that's coming out soon. So you can get that if you get on the possum tier of my Patreon, which you can find at the linktra.ee forward slash DJ Mule website. You can get me there on Blue Sky. Also, you can get me there on YouTube. Uh, I've got a VOD channel for all my stream VODs. You can get me on Twitch, etc., etc., etc. But that's me. But what about Soph? What about me? Uh, well, if you're on the internet, uh, then you can find me at linktr.ee slash Sophie from Mars. Through that, you can find my Twitch, my Twitter, my Tumblr, my Blue Sky, my Patreon.com slash Sophie from Mars, which is where you can see uh, my content early. Uh, I'm uh, I'm putting up some exclusive stuff that was related to The World Is Not Ending soon. Some interviews I did. I did an interview with uh, FD Signifier and Ian Danskin from Innuendo Studios, uh, asking them about what they think the next 100 years on the planet is going to be like. Uh, I'm also, I've just finished uh, writing and today filming, as I said earlier, an essay about uh, AI. And that should be up for patrons pretty soon. Uh, So there's lots of stuff you can get on Patreon. Uh, If you go patreon.com slash Sophie from Mars, or you go linktrue.ee slash Sophie from Mars and see all my links. Uh, And if you're French, uh, you can find me in person somewhere within your cursed region uh, next week, um, perhaps. Anyway, uh, but what about Tim? That's what I want to know. Uh, well, so you can find me here on Twitch and also over on YouTube as Conquest of Dread. <clears throat> Very easy. Um, on Twi- Twitter and Blue Sky now, um, 
you can find me as Dread Conquest. Not that I have really been using Blue Sky at all. I just checked and I've got like like five or six invite codes, <laughs> something like that. I'm not like logging in there. Um, but um, it, I mean, it, it seems all right. Like I feel like if, if Twitter does eventually kick the bucket, then, um, you know, uh, Blue Sky will be the one. So follow me on all those. And also, um, actually, speaking of things that are vaguely, well, kind of cyberpunky, also, um, I've been working on a tabletop game for ages, and it's getting really close to being finished. So I'm going to put the link in the chat. It's twitter.com slash darkrpg2000 if you want to see how that's shaping up. Absolutely um, click that link. Every bit of it I've seen has been really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, so that's really fun. Um, but... Yeah, aside from that, those are those are all my things. Oh, actually, I did want to shout out. Um, I completely forgot about it. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, there's a new HBO documentary series called The Telemarketers, or just Telemarketers. Everyone should check that out. It's very Red Planet. It's about um, a bunch of guys in the early 2000s who just started filming their workplace because they thought it sucked. And it was like, but sucked in a funny way. And then they just unre they just, you know, kept pulling these strings and found about big scams, police unions, everything like that. It's it's very good. Um, check it out. And the fact that it's mainly made out of footage from handicam footage from the early two thousands by a bunch of people. It's um it is kind of amazing. It's it it does feature a lot of like heavy drug use by people that are in active addiction though. So be warned. Um, but it was, it's really great. Um, I reckon it's two out of three episodes out so far. It's HBO one. Um, it's produced by the safety brothers, which is interesting, but um, yeah, check that out. I wanted to shout it out way earlier, but it completely slipped my mind, but um, yeah. So who else is going to shout out Kara? That's- no, we, You've done, I mean, yeah, we did yeah, it. No, that's we it. did it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We did it. All right. Well, there we go. Um, thanks for hanging out, everyone. We're going to uh, read my gonna... friend Nicotine. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we will see you all next week. Thank we you, everyone, for hanging week. out. We will not see you next week. I'm not Unless here, but also no one, no one will see you next week. We're taking the week off. We'll see you in two weeks. Oh, that's right. It's that week. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We're a professional podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Planet. If you enjoyed the show, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell your comrades about it. Find more on the show, including where to watch live, at redplanetshow.com. Follow us on Twitter and TikTok at red underscore planet underscore TV. And there's even more at our Patreon, patreon.com slash red underscore planet. Our music is by Jasper Byrne. Red Planet is produced by Conrad Zimmerman in association with Mercenary Creative. See you next week.